Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Warning, this episode, number 43, Jordan, for whatever reason, was feeling extra rabbit holy and could not stay on topic. Nate and Lola were powerless to stop it. Jordan's broken brain touched on everything from Patty Mahomes' face and mustache and acting abilities to random football stuff to God only knows at the end when he was attempting to do a sponsor plug about Giltech tube jigs. To be clear, he's an idiot. And these opinions, while goofy and weird, should not be taken remotely serious by anyone ever. Please proceed to listening or watching at your own risk. You done been warned. Everybody, welcome, welcome, uh, welcome, 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 bienvenidos, as my homies say, to episode number 43 of Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast. My name is Jordan. This is my wife, Lola. We are coming to you live from our, well, this won't be going live, but we're recording and we are alive here in lovely, cold northern Wisconsin. Nate, what you got going there? Uh, well, luckily it's not near as cold here in, uh, in Davenport, Iowa. It's been, it's been pretty nice, you know, right in the forties, I think 50 something yesterday with sunshine, man, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's been, been solid. Finally, uh, that snow is finally melting and, and getting out of here. So I'm, I'm yeah, taking the, taking the you boat out or what? So much snow. Yeah, y'all got dumped on, it's even so though you're way geographically yeah. below us. We didn't get, like, yeah, anything. I think in like, yeah. in, in, I think it was like an eight or 12 day stretch, something like that. We got like 
over 18 inches or over 20 Insane. inches. It was, it was, yeah, it was wild. That's more like than you've got gotten like in like five. years. Accumulative. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. It was, I mean, it was honestly, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's just about, just about all gone now. There's some big mounds here and there, but uh, okay. yeah, I've, I've legit thought about pulling the boat out a couple different times. You should, this weekend's dude. supposed to be pretty nice. So I might, I might have to do it. I got some maintenance and I don't know if anybody saw our Instagram post. My boat is currently a wreck. Um, <laughs> not a, literally a wreck. You didn't wreck it. Well, no, I didn't wreck it, but it looks no. like a wreck it's with a little uh, messy. Yeah. As a, yeah, as a very expensive workbench, but, uh, so I got some cleanup to do some work to do on that and, uh, maybe, maybe take it out Sunday or something and okay. run around and see if I can catch one or two. Yes. Catch you one. Catch you There's one. There's supposed yeah, to be an ice fishing contest on our yeah, lake next, next weekend. Yeah. And like, it's supposed to be in the forties all week. And, and I'm like, half the lake doing is, that. Yeah. Half the lake is looking like open and our kids want to fish in it, even though we're not great at ice fishing, but I, like they just want right. to, I love ice fishing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying we don't like it. Like we're just not that, that lake is temperamental, but, uh, right. but I'm not, I'm not going out there with open water. I'm not doing I that. I will not. No, no. I need it. Show me how thick. All right. There we go. Yeah. yeah but like Two that, feet. that thick though across the whole thing, yeah. not just like in little right. portions. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's so, wild. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Cause, uh, just the other day, I think it was on Facebook, uh, the the Lost Grove Lake, that lake we, we fish all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a, who won that last tournament that, there last year? Last year. Oh, that was us. <laughs> a couple of a couple of stud black fishermen. Yeah, boy. Yeah, but there's uh, there's a guy that I don't know if he runs a like a, a, a spreader of some sort, an airplane, you know, or something. But he, you know, he takes some aerial photos of the lake every now and again and posts them up online. Okay. Uh, he did it like earlier this week and like showing pictures of like what's iced and what's not and this and that and like. A large, I'm talking about a large chunk of the lake, no ice. And then about crazy. And then about 40 yards from the edge of that of that chunk, there's an ice hut in this picture. You can see oh it. Oh my like, gosh. Like, no, like a little you. like a little red pop-up. And like nope. 20 yards from from him on the backside nope. of that, it's nope. all like clear, like no ice around some trees. It's like, like a weird like ice peninsula. Oh man, it was it was wild. Yeah, I was like, "That's crazy." Are you, are you kidding? He's gonna me? fall like, asleep and wake up like floated <laughs> away. Like the whole little ice thing is gonna break off, dude. Exactly. He's gonna be like inside the ice hut, and it's gonna be like floating up like a yeah. like nope. an umbrella in the water. Nope. Oh my god. Nope. There's a so there's this really dope uh, true story. Uh, I read the book, and I think there was a movie about it. I'm not sure, uh, but it's called the Greeley Expeditions. And so back in the day, like way back, um, there was this big race between. Um, England and America of who could get over uh, the North Pole first, or was it Antarctica? I can't remember. But anyway, um, whoever could get over it, like for travel, trying to see if there was like yeah, a travel it route. Maybe, Maybe it was. Not. I don't know. Um, but who could get over it first? And so all these guys would go out on these expeditions in their boats, and then they would get frozen into like like at night as they're going through these really narrow passes of ice and whatever. The temperature right. would drop so hard at night that it would freeze them in, and then the ice would shift, and it would. It would pop their boat up like these giant like you know what i'm saying like uh little mermaid boats like these giant you know right. whatever ships. wooden ships would shoot up in the air like a like a like a, a cork on a wine bottle and then come back bang come banging down on the ice and they would sit there they wouldn't break but they would sit there until like the ice melted again and then they would sit back into the water so like people would go on these expeditions and they would be gone for like nine months 
god. Even though they were only supposed to be gone for like two months, but the other seven was them being frozen in the ice. Like oh, that yeah. sounds awful. Yeah, I Absolutely don't know that, that kind of stuff. And I guess it's not the same as ice fishing on Lost Grove, <laughs> but it just sounds terrifying. <laughs> um, so before we bring in our guest, and I've been I've noticed this thing that we do. Uh, well, I do it. I sort of try to like cliffhanger us on like our guest that we have here tonight. Oh, baby. But this isn't live. And we launch these with the name of the person in the title. That's a good point. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. like, I'll be like, this guy, he's a great fisherman. He's from Michigan. And people are like, yeah, it's Chad Pipkins. It's in the title. Stupid. Yeah. Like, nobody. Yeah. Know. Nobody knows that. Nobody yeah, has any like, idea who it is. So I don't have to keep right on there. trying to like titillate anyone, but so um, stinky pants fishing, uh, the owner starter uh, and little stink, little stank, little stank. Uh, is going to be with us. Jason and the son. We're super excited. Um, we've said this from the giddy on this uh, show that we wanted to not only talk about bass fishing, but talk about other kinds of fishing and, and uh, us three, we want to learn. And oh, so yeah. tonight's going to be a big like learning thing uh, in a specific style of fishing that we don't know a lot about, but looks so freaking cool. And so um, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to bring in uh, Jason and his son. What do you say? His name was Wyatt. Wyatt, but he calls him Little Stink, Little Stank, something. Stink Stank. Uh, we're going to bring. Original stink he's pants. the original. Yeah, he's the originator of the name. We don't. We don't going to let that know, out of the bag yet. But I mean, you uh, just said it, but it's fine. Well, why he is, I guess. But um, before we get there, I just want to say um, I'm real excited for this. Sunday. This is sarcasm. I'm real excited for this Sunday for the Super Bowl that no one wanted. I don't know if the NFL will brand it that way, but they probably should because I don't think anybody wanted to see the Niners and the Chiefs. Anyone? Did anybody? Did you want that, Nate? Not that's definitely not a Super Bowl. I would have uh no thought in the back of my head, you know what it'd be a good one to see. Uh the Chiefs yeah, that, for that. the 53rd time, so we can hear yeah. Patrick McCombs ready, blue, ready. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, you know, we just, you know, we just went out there. Oh, and we just played. Know, I, I had Travis Kelsey, um, uh. and then Travis Kelsey on every commercial. Yeah, man. Anyway, um, but so during talk, the last well, hold, game, hold up, talk about ahead. sponsors right there. Yeah. You know, we always talk about you know getting that that yeah. dude. He he works for every company out every there, like single every com- single one. Okay, two things. Patrick Holmes is in every commercial. And now his homie, Travis Kelsey, is in every commercial. But going backwards, why does Patrick Mahomes make the same face in every single commercial he's in? And it's this one right here. Jordan's very passionate about this face. Every- like, oh, look, it's the same face. <laughs> there it is. So, like again. the one where they're having like uh, Jake from State Farm and, and Andy Reid like goes and takes his hamburger and he's like this. Nuggies. <laughs> And then the one where he's like calling plays it's for T-Mobile anyone. and the T-Mobile right. guy's like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, every so, oh, I don't know if it's going to work. Where's my phone what? at? I, just, I don't know where your phone is. The other day I went to the outlet mall to save, to save big on name brands. Um, and there was an Adidas outlet <laughs> and there was a, <laughs> there was a Patrick Mahomes poster that was like the size of the earth. Like it was humongous. He took a picture and sent it to me. I took a picture like, of the poster this. because look at the poster. I don't know if it's over. Oh, there it is. That is same face. <laughs> He's doing the effing face and the giant poster, the size of a building. All right. All right. <laughs> I hope he loses the Super Bowl just for making that stupid face. So when they give the trophy away, he'll be like, why do you care in the background? Why do you care? I don't know. It's just so annoying. I don't know. It's between that face, between that, his, his, um, his cadence and his, his paper thin, like 
90s like uh r&b band like girl i wanna sex you like that thin little mustache he rocks like dude that's not it dude that's not it the the passion the passion with this i like i like it anyway so during the niners during the niners lions nfc championship game yeah Speaking of the man from the mitten, uh, I text C Pip and I said, "Dude, come on, man! Lions are up by seventeen. This is awesome." Because uh, I think everybody was kind of rooting for the Lions. They hadn't won a playoff game in like thirty years, and they won two, so like that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were beating the brakes off the Niners. And awesome. then and then Chad texted me back. I was like, "Yeah, dude, let's go. Hopefully they don't blow it or something." Whoops. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying it's his fault, but. That, that was a that was a sad day to be uh from the state of the mitten for sure mm-hmm. um i, I bet it, i mean it was so bad i bet i bet the guys up in the up were sad you know what i mean yeah like they had to be. It was, that was that was that was rough yeah i bet you eminem was somewhere rapping really fast and sad <laughs> you know what i'm saying he's, that was he's I know. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, before we bring in Jason and Wyatt, we'll we'll bring you guys in. I promise you're coming on. Uh, We'll stop baloneying here. And I'm sorry that I said sex in front of a a young man. I apologize. Sorry. Uh, But real quick, um, like always, we are so we are so pumped, so honored uh, to have some sponsors on board that we really actually believe in. Uh, Grizzly Coolers and specifically their Kenai lineup. Um, if you haven't checked it out, you really should. It's as good, if not better, than every other like you know really thick insulated cooler out there. And it's made that line Kenai is made specifically for anglers. Like they made that for anglers. That's pretty rad. Uh, and then uh, Hook and Arrow Supply and um, Giltech, uh, makers of some of the best fishing lures components like you know jig heads and whatever um, that we've ever used and so to have them on board is is pretty amazing and then if you're in that area like wasaukee or wherever it is hit, hit up hook and arrow supply um, the actual brick and mortar actual store they have a good bow tech um, brian the feller who runs it owns it um, is just an actual like you know blue collar hard working um just a good dude and uh it's cool to be you know part of that and then of course speaking of working um, we are honored to be part of the working class bow hunter podcast network um, which is run by our homies kurt and eric and doug and uh, austin and all them dudes over there um so they're just awesome cats and so for us to be affiliated with a, a company that's doing so well and growing so well and then they also happen to be like really good friends that's pretty dope so yeah yeah, so we're we're stoked about that. So before we bring them in, not to be like too Debbie Downer, but I do want to touch on it for just a second, honestly. And and this is not a joke. This is actually serious. Um, but I do want to touch on a couple things. Um, I think it's important to show a little bit of solidarity in the angling community. And uh, we don't know either one of these these people we're about to bring up, but we do want people to know that we are thinking of them praying for their families um so the first one is what'd you say that that feller's name was jonathan bryan jonathan bryan um is a fella uh college angler from the university of was it western kentucky nate yeah i I think it was western kentucky yeah 
Yeah, so they were, um, you know, it, it's really neat right now how big bass fishing is getting, and then not just how big it's getting, but how many on ramps there are to like professional bass fishing. So like the high school stuff and the college stuff and the opens, and like it's really neat to see all these different ways that people can really build up their experience. And you know, it's it's really getting to be like like baseball, you know, there's or whatever sport, whether it's, it's starting young and they're getting people into it, and, and the college game is getting really big. And um, the guys were out pre fishing. Um, on on a lake and it was real foggy and there ended up being like a pretty heavy collision uh collision and um that one feller uh jonathan passed away so sad and that is absolutely freaking heartbreaking man you know like i said tragic for sure tragic beyond words dude um you know that dude's got a family you know i don't know a a whole lot about him but i know he was an angler and 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 my heart breaks for for him for his teammates uh for everybody fishing that tournament you know i mean you can't be fishing that tournament without thinking about that guy and um and so yeah so to that guy we just um his family we're praying for you we're thinking of you um our hearts go out to you and uh yeah, that sucks. Awful. Yeah, the other one, um, in kind of a different way, is, is equally to me as a dad to watch this video was equally heartbreaking. Um, there's a guy named uh, they call him Sonar, right? Nate, isn't that isn't that the nickname? Yep, Sonar uh, is his nickname. I think Sonar Fishing is all his uh, you know social handle as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Miles Berghoff. Yeah, that, Miles yeah. Berghoff. I, I heard about that dude a bunch of years ago on BTL as like the guy who was like mm-hmm. a technical genius. Like he was the first dude I ever heard of who was rocking like a whole, maybe not ever, but the one that I had really been made aware of who was rocking like three different brand um, electronics like Garmin, Lowrance, <laughs> and Humminbird because of the advantages of each. So he had this for side imaging, this for mapping, this for live scope, whatever. And I was like, wow. Like, I'm so anal about brands that I was like, oh, I could never do that. It would look so bad. And then I heard him talk about it and the specificity of like, he's just a smart guy, super smart dude. And I was really impressed by it. Um, So I've been a fan of his forever, his YouTube channel. um, It kind of reminds me in a way of the dude Trey, who we had on a couple weeks ago, where it's like, not bad but it's just not super overproduced it's very honest it's no frills it's it's good footage it's a lot of like honest commentary and and so um if you don't you should follow uh miles bergoff on youtube and and whatever else but uh he and his wife just had a little girl i I wish i knew more about it like time wise but she's really little like she's really cute i i mean what are we thinking four or five months i'm not i'm not really sure she's holding her head up in that video yeah I don't know. Yeah, I think her name is Riley. I'm pretty certain. So basically, the long and short of it is Miles was fishing um, all the Opens this year because he's still trying to go pro and the Elites and BASS. So the Opens are the EQ, um, the Elite Qualifier. Um, And he was going down to fish on Okeechobee, the derby that's going on right now. And um, his daughter, he showed a picture of her. His daughter's face was kind of like puffed up and um, they didn't know what was going on. So they took her to the doctor and they said that it was just like an infection. Uh, along with a cold and so like oh you know that sucks but it's not the end of the world and so his wife was like yeah go down there and practice and get ready and then he got a call and it turns out that his daughter his little baby daughter has cancer uh and when i heard that as a dad i was like oh i mean i I I walked into our room after putting the kids to bed and he's like 
in tears and he's like oh this is awful and i was like what's going on yeah and i don't know the dude but as a dad i mean that's just absolutely heart shattering um and so i i I don't know that miles will ever hear this but man we are praying for you and your wife and your little girl and uh, anybody out there man who who maybe believes in prayer or a higher power or even if you just want to use positive thoughts you know like really channel them send them that way because uh you know i think sometimes it's easy to see people on like social media on youtube videos whatever and just sort of think like they you know Somebody like, let's say like Milliken or somebody who has a million followers putting out videos every two seconds. That dude goes through tough spots in life too. You know, everybody runs into, you know, the the crap hits the fan for everybody at different times. And so um, sign of solidarity, we're we're praying for you, man, and and your family. And the same thing with the fellow from uh, Kentucky. That's rough. So, but again, I don't want to get too Debbie Downery, but um, I think it's important to acknowledge stuff like that when it's it's going on. So um, beyond that, we're getting ready to to bring in a guest that we've been talking to for a while. Um, we got linked up through a mutual friend, um, and uh, they were like, "Hey, you should have my homie Stinky Pants fishing on." And I, I remember, I remember the first time I got the text, I was like, "Stinky Pants fishing?" Like I thought, <laughs> I was like, "What is it?" I didn't know. I'm like, "Are they making like catfish stink bait? Like what? Right, what does that right. even mean?" Uh, and then we kind of just got in contact, and then we were supposed to podcast last week, and Nate got forced into. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm going to get you in trouble. Your wife doesn't even listen to the podcast. <laughs> not not a chance. Yeah, we're good. But what happened? Run us through what happened last week. Uh, apparently, she had a, a work party apparently. come up. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you always hear about them last minute. You know what I mean? But they told you. I told you two weeks ago about that. Yeah. It's been no, on the calendar. Check yeah, it. it's. Our calendar's blank. It's dry erase. Okay. It, but, it's dry erase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trash bags and and uh, dog food. The two things we need to pick you up. You got those done. That's all that's on yeah. there. That's yeah. it. That's all that's on there. So uh, fine. But yeah, so she had a work party uh, that we had to go to. And uh, she's she's one that's not, she's not a super like social person, my wife. Um, so anytime I get her to go to outings or events with me, I'm like, Oh, dope. This is a win. So pretty much anything she asked me, pretty much anything she asked me to do for her that's outside of the house. I'm I'm totally like, let's go. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, not because I want to go or I want to do any of that stuff, but just, you know, solely out of support of her and, you know, her, you know, being there for me when, when I need her to go to whatever. Yeah. Such a honey. That's exactly it. I lovingly had to go. And yeah. uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was just a, you know, work party with her coworkers. I don't know if it was a Christmas deal or what, but they okay. had like little, little raffles and giveaways and, and, uh, and stuff and, you know, drinks at the bar. So it, it wasn't too bad. So you didn't say to her, but stinky pants. I, I, no, right. I can't go to the I, stinky pants. She's like, wait, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned it and she said, uh, do you need to stay? Do you need, and I was like, yeah, I probably should, but I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go and, Oh, what a nice uh, husband. And, and uh, I told her I was going to be her pretty handbag. That's what I was at the Pretty bar. handbag. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just uh, the, the pretty smiling face sitting next to her. Yeah. You're the trophy husband. <laughs> exactly. Oh. That's it. Trophy that's husband. Cute. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> All right. Well, now, though, and I will say Jason uh, from Stinky Pants uh, was very, very, like, accommodating. Was like, yeah, yeah that's fine. You know, whatever. Uh, yeah, he wasn't awesome, like, oh, awesome, dude, we're we're doing this tonight. Um, cause we were gonna like try and do it just me and Lola and them. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't want to, I don't really want to. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to bed. Yeah. 
so thanks, thanks, Alexis, for uh, allowing Lola to go to bed earlier. But without any further ado, um, this feller, the story behind um, the company, I think, is so rad. To me, it's very much like the American dream. I used to work for a place called Motion Raceworks, and they're like a giant in the race car parts world now. And it literally started because Doug was a guy who raced cars and saw this little, I can't even what it, remember what it was for. It was like a little mount. Maybe it was for mounting a like a master cylinder, like something real simple on a firewall. And then everybody wanted it. And I feel like this dude is doing a very similar thing. Like he's, he saw a niche and not even like necessarily maybe to make money, but like, oh, I should make this part. And now it's like it's blowing up. And so um, we're really excited to bring him in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, with no further ado, uh, this is Jason Paul from Stinky Pants along with Lil Stang. Lil Stang, hey. what's up, fellas? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the house. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We're so stoked to have you on here. Sorry we took so long. Sorry we said some inappropriate stuff. It was all Lola. I can't, I can't believe we had to come on after the Patrick Mahomes bit. I wasn't ready for that. I got to follow that. Are you, are you a Patrick Mahomes fan? Please say no. No, but I mean, uh, you know, I was over here cracking up. I was like, man, I got to come on after that. Oh man. That, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really scheduled. I just kind of shoot from the hip and, uh, his mustache and his cadence and his face just makes me so angry. So like, I, I do to... like the Andy Reed parts of his commercials. Though. Yeah, I like Andy, Andy, so Reed. how could you not like Andy Reed? Yeah, he's, he's about like the most likable dude. Yeah. yeah. I remember a couple of years ago in one of their very many ugh, Super Bowl appearances uh, after they won one, they asked Andy, do you remember this? Any, does anybody remember? They asked Andy Reid, like, what are you going to do now? And it wasn't like oh, set I up remember. for the Disney thing. It was just like a real honest, like, what do you want to do now, coach? He's like, I'm going to get a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Such a like yeah. chubby dude thing to say, but I it mean, was I, dope. I would say that. Yeah, I, I mean, you're not a chubby dude. Thanks. Yeah. So welcome to the show, fellas. We're super excited to have y'all. Um, we're really excited to learn from you. We're uh, we're excited to learn about who you are, about what Stinky Pants is. And uh, before I think we get into that, Jason, why don't you tell us who that is to your side there? All right. So this is my son, Wyatt, uh, a.k.a. Little Stank. And so I asked him to come on at the very beginning because, uh, well, I, I thought it'd be cool to have him on there anyways. But yeah, sure. Uh, you know, like when I look at him, I see, I see how my business has grown. So the name stinky pants came because, uh, he was, he was born the same, about the same time that the business was coming around. And so, uh, the name stinky pants came because we were elbow deep in poopy diapers. And, right. uh, yeah. and so, you know, it just, that was, it was one of those deals like me and, uh, another buddy were talking and, you know, there may have been a few libations involved. And then we, you know, we came up with the, the, the name, stinky pants fishing and you know of course it sounded great that night but <laughs> that next, next morning i woke up and it still sounded good and so oh, okay uh, i got on the computer and i drew my logo on there and it's still the same logo like hand drawn like on a computer so it's all like uh non-symmetrical and stuff but and that's perfect yeah it's the that's so awesome there's my logo but that's yeah. you know that's yeah. just like so we got a big we have a big sticker. So you sent us a heat no the the oh. big decal. You sent us a couple boxes of awesome stuff that we've been going. This right here. This is the logo. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's been yeah, that's been, you know, churched up a little bit with the Texas flag behind churched it. Churched up. I like the I like the stink lines coming out of it. That's probably my favorite part. So <laughs> yeah, uh so sure. is it little stink or little stank? Stank. With well, A or I? A. Hey, yeah. oh, stank. Okay, well, well yeah, stank. I like that better. So, a little stank, answer us a question real quick, Wyatt. Uh, Don't be nervous. Is it weird <laughs> for you then to know that, like, the name of the company was about you with poopy diapers? <laughs> it's a little awkward. It's yeah. <laughs> the same time when I have to explain it to my friends. 
Yeah. Especially when you say it's from like three months ago. That's yeah, weird. you're like, it just happened. <laughs> like he just started it. Yeah. Yeah. So are you are you big into fishing, Lil Stank? Yes, sir. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Oh boy. So anytime we go yeah, down, I do my best to beat him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's like awesome. That. Heck yeah. He's coming into his own now, so he's I, I probably pushed him too hard when he was little. Like, you know, he's out there in a diaper and I'm making him throw a bait caster and right. trying to hit a bucket and stuff. And, yeah. you know, he's going to be all artificial. But, you know, then I kind of figured figured maybe I need to relax a little bit. And, he's back. And, uh, yeah. So now, now I let him throw a spinning reel. And, you know, he used to throw bait. Now he'll throw lures now. But, uh, okay. But yeah, he's, he'll get after it. Yeah. When's, the, when's the last time you went fishing, Wyatt? It was over over uh, Christmas About break, a week and a half ago, or no, not Christmas. No, oh yeah, we went to Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we went. Uh, Martin Luther King was that the fifteenth? Yep. Yeah, yeah. We, right we went yeah. to Louisiana. I forgot for my wife's birthday, so we did a little fishing and uh, gambling in Louisiana. Yeah. That's awesome. Sounds like yeah, sounds like a forgettable trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your uh, what's your favorite style of fishing, Wyatt? Um, she's always going to be a spinning, and then I've recently found out how fun top waters are. Okay, so yeah. trying to Attaboy. learn how to properly use those. Yeah, and it's always the best thing when a big trout comes and just smacks that. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And so, anybody who's hearing this right now, this is what's so rad about this is we're not talking top waters as in like bass top waters or like whopper ploppers. Like these fellers are in the south. Where are you guys at right now? Uh, just outside of San Antonio, Texas, Bernie. Okay, so Bernie, Texas, just outside of San Antonio. Um, these guys, and you are, I mean, almost exclusively saltwater, yeah? Like like what I sell or what I do? What you do. Uh, I wouldn't say exclusively. Like we'll, okay. we'll do some fly fishing around here. Oh, awesome. Uh, like on the creeks and stuff, and even just throwing like little, little uh, like creek rods. We'll go to uh, – my, my, I have an uncle who lives in Colorado, so we'll do some fly fishing up there. And Oh, awesome. Uh, you know, there's some lakes around here that, you know, we can try for some bass or striper and things like that. So, you okay. know, I, I like fishing in general, but we do, the majority of our fishing is down at the coast in the, in the salt. Yeah. Awesome. Right on. Wait, how far is that from San Antonio? Uh, from I, I can get to Corpus in like two and a half hours. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, and what do you, so you said trout? So um, we're not talking like trout like we have in the creeks here in Wisconsin. You're talking like what yeah. are they called? Speckled trout? Yeah, speckled with, sea trout. Mm-hmm. Speckled sea trout with the little fangs in the front. Yeah, they got the two. Yeah, look look like someone I dated back in high school. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this awkward for you hearing this yeah. as well, Wyatt? I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, right he, now. he's in high school. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna ask, yeah. uh, how how old are you, Wyatt? Uh, I'm 16. Okay. 16. Nice. Heck yeah. And he, he's not little. I like I got him sitting in a chair, but he's like three inches taller than me now. Oh snap! Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you know it's not. We're rounding, okay? Uh, yeah. But when he was born, he was only uh, he was a preemie. He was only uh, two pounds ten ounces. Oh my! Holy cow! Gosh. Yeah. So he's made up for for lost time. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So, so hold on. So let me let me connect these dots here real fast, man. So, you were at the forming, the genesis of a company, and you had a, a premature baby that you were dealing with, raising, whatever at the same time, caring for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, per- perfect. Yeah. The the hard Jeez. part was, I mean, like 
so like little story. So we went to get a, it was just supposed to be a regular checkup. They're going to have a sonogram and, and I was going to go just to make sure we knew it was supposed to be a boy, but I wanted to double check, like, you know, cause sometimes they mess up. So gotta I, double went check with, I went with on the, on the, the appointment and we go in there and they're like, well, you're having contractions. And she was kind of like, what? And so I'm just kind of like standing there and then they're like, we need to get you to the hospital. And so they put her in a wheelchair you know, and they wheel her, wheel her to the hospital. And I'm just well, like, how far along is she at this point? Uh, is it 20, is it 26 weeks or something like that? Oh That's my not gosh. right. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so, and I'm still like, what's going on? Like we're leaving though, right? Like we're just going to, well, but then we're leaving, right. but you know, obviously we never did. And so they, they kept her, uh, you know, was trying to prevent her from having the baby for like a week. And then, you know, he decided he wanted to come out. So, uh, he oh. came out, and so he was at. I think it was 27 weeks when he came out. And it was oh 20, wow, 10 ounces. But the crazy thing is, so you have a baby, but then you're not leaving with the baby. So he was born oh, in, true. in April, and we didn't get to bring him home until I think like mid June. I was gonna say June, probably. Wow, wow. Oh, we had to. He wow. had to get up to five pounds before he could leave. So, <laughs> and those diapers were probably so little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those little stanky pants. Yeah, teeny stinky pants. <laughs> When I when I put him in the car seat, it was ridiculous because you know he's, he's like so swallowed up. Yeah, he's yeah. just barely fit in there. I, you know, or put him in the corner and get another couple kids in. And- right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, but he's he's uh he's our miracle now. So he's a he's a giant, and uh, I love that. Perfect. Yeah. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Well, why before you before you leave? I don't I don't know how you can stick around We're as long as you, you want, homie. But um, before you, before you do, we want to make sure we get all the, the the bases covered. Are you a fan of ingesting tacos? Most definitely. Oh, yeah. Boy. What's, okay. What's yes, your sir. favorite favorite kind of taco? Um, favorite type of taco. Jeez. Like. Like, do you, are you just like a ground beef guy? Yeah, are you a white guy taco? Like, cheese and shredded lettuce, or do you like... You do live in Texas, I mean, you have some... He's about to blow, he's just, he just had a little uh, moment of relapse there, but he's about to blow your mind. Go ahead and tell him what the Sean... Okay. All right, I'm ready. Yeah. Sean is potato, cheese, refried beans, there's meat, eggs, eggs, meat, bacon, bacon, and in total, it's basically not even a taco. It's just a burrito at that point. Mm, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I legit. I felt my heart rate like raise. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, rattling like, off it, all those ingredients, I was like, it's oh, like every goodness. breakfast taco you could think put together. Yeah. Oh gosh. And where do you get this, or do you make this? No, we get them from Mary's Mary's Tacos in yeah. San Antonio or Bernie. Shout out, dude! Point, point, point. Mary's yeah. Tacos, dude. Yeah. 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 Maybe, yeah. maybe I can get a sponsorship. Yeah, you should. We so we used to joke all the time when we first got this thing kind of going, kind of like stinky pants, like tackling tacos was a name that like, you know, it wasn't super funny, but it's not typical. And we were kind of like, ah, do we want to move forward with this, whatever? And then when we finally landed on it, we started making these jokes like, what if we got sponsored by like Mission Tortillas and like wrapped the side of our boats with like a tortilla, you know, so it looked like a, a taco flying down the lake or like, yeah, you need that, be- you know, the tortilla blanket. You need one of those. We, we have, have one. one. Our son yeah. Vinny has one. <laughs> <laughs> you know we got that for sure. We actually we have a, a local. I think it's it's in Eau Claire, right? Uh, Chip Magnet. Yeah. There's this really dope um, salsa company here called Chip Magnet, uh, and they don't know that they're going to be on our podcast. They know that much. But yeah, I was going to say they know. <laughs> what they don't know is that we're going to like ask them to sponsor us like 
live on the podcast oh. and just put you know put the screws to them and be like, yeah. So if you guys want to sponsor us, we don't have a salsa sponsor yet, but you we do not. Yeah, so that'll go well. You should definitely. So if Mary's Tacos, if anybody from Mary's Tacos listening to this, hit up our hit up our boy Jason. Hit him up. Hit him yeah, up. give him give some sponsorship stuff yeah. there. So, um, so tell us about um the style of fishing that um you know as we look at. The website is stinkypantsfishing.com. Yes? Yes, sir. Stinkypantsfishing.com. Everybody go out there and, and, and hit it up, look it up. Um, but if you go to that website, um, what you'll notice pretty quick is that the style of fishing you guys are doing for ocean fishing is, at least to me, in my ignorant Wisconsin brain, is semi-specific um, and, and, and unique, like kind of like wading. Um, t- tell us about like what a lot of your products are made for, who they're aimed for. Well, I mean, I, I've, I would say they're, I mean, they're made for wade fishing in the Gulf, but, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true, but I'll, I'll just stay with where you're at. But so, yeah. you know, we're not, we're Where's not, in the ocean. we're in the bay systems and we're wade we're wade fishing. And so, you know, depending on what bay you're in it, it, a lot of them are shallow, meaning like maybe six, six, seven feet at the deepest. So, like on the edges or, you know, in some of the flats and stuff like that, you know, you can walk for a mile and, you know, it doesn't get any deeper than waist deep or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, if you've ever been on a boat and you're kind of looking at a spot thinking like, damn, I wish, I wish I could get over there, but the guy driving is, you know, going somewhere else, you know, it kind of, it kind of gives you that solution. You can Mm. go whichever way you want. And so the great thing about waiting is you're really feeling the contour of the bottom and so you get to feel like, hey, there's an impression or, you know, there's a ledge here. I'm in grass, I'm in sand, I'm in squishy mud. So you get to feel what's there. And, you know, I think you can really tune into the fish a lot better. You're you're quieter and things like that. So it's it's a new it was a new thing for me. I mean, I, I so I grew up in Iowa. I spent about half my life in Iowa and the other half down here in Texas. So, uh, you know, I, I can kind of re- relate to some of the stuff you guys are doing and and I've picked up all the stuff down here too. So I've, I, I know both, both things, but, uh, yeah. So the, you know, we, we fish the bay systems and you can do it out of the boat or, but you can jump out. And the, the cool thing about Texas is most of it is weightable, meaning like it's not super deep. It's not where you're going to, you know, fall in and super gooey mud and things like that. So okay. there are other parts of like, uh, I've, I've waited in Louisiana. I know they, you could do it a little bit in Florida, although I found out the hard way how many sharks are there when I tried to wade that. Uh, I think oh, there's gosh. even parts in like uh, North Carolina and stuff. I've you know Virginia. I've heard of people that wade all around the coast, but it's you know I think in Texas it's more of a a big thing down here. Hmm. Pretty uh, pretty safe where you're at. Not 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 so sharky. I mean no. I mean there's sharks everywhere, but it's it's like anything you know. Uh, they don't, they usually, they just want your fish. They don't really want you. So why you want to tell them the story of uh, Papa and uh, Krebs in Louisiana, the sharks? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years back and back when I wasn't as hardcore of a fisherman and. Well, you were tiny too. Yeah, that's true. I got bored. But <laughs> I might as well just go check out what everyone else caught. So I packed up, just started walking around and got to my Papa and I lifted up his stringer and it's just a, half a dozen heads just sitting there because a shark came along just ate them all they oh my gosh no like was it like he like he had the stringer on him yeah 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 so 
Usually, yeah, I mean, it's, so when you're waiting, yeah, that you got everything on you. And so, like, I'll just, I'll just jump right into it. So here's, yeah, please here's like my, Perfect. This, is my, uh, this is my waiting setup. So like I'll, and this is what I make. So, I'll, you know, I'll have this on here, get this turned down here. So I got my tackle box here oh. and then I've got my stringer uh, that I'll attach to. This is a weight strap that I, that I make but I'll attach the, the stringer to this. And so the stringer stays in the water, the fish stay alive on it. Uh, and then you just, you know, you keep walking. You want to catch a fish, you string it, stays alive. That's so cool. Swimming next to you. And so, you know, there, there are certain parts that are a lot more shark, shark prone than others. And we, when we were fishing Louisiana, that's a, that was an area that we didn't really know. We were just hanging out with a friend and fishing. And so, uh, we didn't know there were sharks there, but I mean, you know, <laughs> they, they are, you know, it's like if, if there's a lot of bait in one spot, you know, what sure. happens? there's fish, there's a lot of fish there, then there's sharks there. So circle. Yeah. We don't get attacked That's... by sharks. I mean, it's honestly, so we don't see sharks very often. And I, I don't, I don't like to wade too deep, like probably like knee to thigh deep is deep enough for me, but okay. yeah, sometimes you get deeper if, the, you know, if the fish are out there and you're catching them, you got to go deeper, but I prefer to stay shallower. Yeah, that sounds so, okay, so going back to your story, Wyatt, um, what did your what did your grandpa do when he looked, when he realized that he had this stringer of fish that just got bit <laughs> off by sharks that are like, so if anybody's just listening to this, not watching it, Jason just gave us a great illustration of how this really, I think it's really dope, how specifically tuned into that style of fishing um, they're doing, um, this whole setup. It's almost like a, like a backpack strap with a tackle box and attached to that is like the stringer where they put the live fish because, you know, they're going to be eating these things. So this these fish are just about touching him. Right. I mean, is this correct on the stringer and the, the shark? Uh, I mean, there's like, off? I make a 12 foot and an eight foot. So, oh, okay. Oh, so, so the stringer is coming off of like the main setup. Yeah. But yeah, it's still, I mean, like, pretty freaking close. Yeah. They're, they're close enough for you. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to, you don't want the shark much closer than that. <laughs> uh, no. I don't want the shark that close at all. So like, what did your that, grandpa do? That's why you don't make a good? six footer, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you remember what they did when you pulled them up? Oh, well, did, what you went down to the next guy though? Yeah, I went down to a family friend, and the same thing happened to him. And oh my gosh! Yeah, so they're just lined up, and Wyatt's pulling them up, and it's nothing but heads on him. He goes to the next one, and neither of them had any idea that they lost all their fish. So oh my! And so is this normal for you guys? Like, like is this is this par for the course? Swimming? No, hard. That, that, that's not normal. I don't usually lose fish like that. Okay, but it's just you know one of those things. Yeah. You know, probably, you know, you guys have like in, encounters like up in Wisconsin and Iowa with like Loch Ness monsters and stuff that probably come up and take your fish. Right? Yeah. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have had it happen with snapping turtles uh, oh. in the past, but nothing, uh, nothing like that. No. Yeah. I also feel real safe on my boat. Long. Not like waist deep in the water with them. Yeah. Yeah. I Dang, guess I that's... should, I should. I should have prefaced when I had to happen with snapping turtles. I wasn't in the water. The the stringer was, you know. Yeah. yeah. You got you got to risk it for the biscuit. I mean, you got to risk it, it for yeah. the biscuit. Yeah, that, <laughs> that that's that's a fact, Jason. You're right about that for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit more then about sort of the genesis of the company because if you go to your website, um, again, Stinky Pants stinkypantsfishing.com there's sort of an about section where you talked about 
um, beyond just the whole thing with Lil Stank coming into the world and the, and the timing of that and the name of the company. Um, but why did you start making parts yeah. and how did it grow to where it is now? Okay. The last thing you might take off. I don't know how you have to go. I got homework. Okay. Right. <laughs> homework. <laughs> <laughs> nice meeting you. Uh, nice right, we appreciate you, little Stank. Yeah, appreciate y'all letting us on here. All right, now. All see right. you, buddy. See ya. All right. Don't stay up too late. Sure. I wouldn't know because I'd be asleep. Uh, all right. So, uh, so yeah. So I, I gave you how the how the name came about, but mm-hmm. but what happened was was like I bought you know the top of the line stringer at that time. Uh, and this was, you know, 17, 18 years ago. So I'm, I'm, we're just about to celebrate our 17th year uh, in business. And so I had bought a stringer that was supposed to be, you know, premium or whatever. And it, it, it fell short of what I thought it should be, you know, for a premium. So uh, I've always kind of been like a handy, handy guy. Uh, and so I thought, well, you know what, I could, I could build something better myself. So I, I did, I, you know, made, made my first stringer. And then, uh, my friends are like, Hey, will you make me one too? And so I was like, sure. And then all of a sudden it was like my friend's friends started asking for, you know, stringers and stuff like that. And then it kind of made me think, well, Hey, maybe, maybe I could sell these or something, you know, who knows? And at the same time I was, uh, going to school to get my master's. And so, uh, I, learned how to make a website because I got a, a some kind of technology thing, which is now worthless because what I learned way back then is not in real technology anymore. But anyways, right. uh, <laughs> anyway, so I learned how to make a website. So I thought, well, you know, I could make a website and then if somebody would buy something, I could make it. And then, you know, it'd be a cheap startup to try making a business. Uh, so I didn't have to, you know, have a whole bunch of money tied up in inventory and things like that. So that's kind of how it's how it started. I made the website, started making some and, you know, I sold them more to like kind of my friends and stuff. But then all of a sudden, you know, I got my first order and, you know, we freak out and wow, we're shipping a yeah. stringer and stuff like that. And and so it just kind of slowly worked from there. And and so I, I don't know if you said it on here or it was before. But anyways, I'm a, I'm a full time teacher. So that's that's my job. And so I never went into this like trying to start a business or mm-hmm. looking to make money. I just made something that I felt, well, I felt like it was, I wanted. And then I just thought, you know, I, I could sell it because it was a needed thing. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of always been my philosophy as far as businesses. I don't, I'm not trying to just make something to make it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put something out there that uh, is better or is not out there, you know, or something I can improve on. Sure. So how does your, like, how did your stringer differ from the other ones that fell short? Um, the material. So I, I don't know if other people made stringers out of what I did. So I, I'm using a vinyl coated uh, stainless steel cable. And so the one that the one that I had uh, purchased was like a coated rope. And so, uh, okay. normally like the, the normal stringers were just a piece of rope, you know, and then it'd have like a knot on the end with the float and then you'd have the stake. So, I mean, I did, I did not come up with a stringer, uh, you know, that's not my, my thing. I just tried to change how it was and make it yep. a little better. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the problem with the rope was like, you talked about the, the snaggle tooth trout. So a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the fish we have down here will have, you know, big teeth and so like flounder trout things like that when you're trying Mm -hmm. to slide them on those teeth are going to catch on the rope 
I'll oh, actually sure. rope will twist yeah. up and get, you know, knots. And so, you know, it may take you an hour to get the fish off your stringer at the end of the day. So uh, I went with that, this material, which obviously it's uh, very beautiful. As you can see, they've got like 10 different colors, but it looks good. Uh, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's pretty bulletproof. Like, uh, I mean, I, I've got guides and stuff who, who use it and have just tried to wear it out. And I mean, they, you know, they string hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fish on it every year. And, and they hold up very well. And uh, awesome. the other, the other thing that uh, that I added to it, I guess the biggest selling point I feel like that I that I did is so, so at the end of the the float here, it comes off. So what you can do is is you know when you're done fishing, you just take this off, go like that, and your fish will just drop. Oh, off that's so easy. Yeah. Where the that's you know, great. The table or whatever, and then you can put it right back on. So I felt like that was a pretty pretty. Uh, good move to do that and you know people seem to like it and so you know and, and that that's what i started with as a stringer and i've just been kind of going from there so a lot of the things i make are from the same materials just different different items kind of all in the same wheelhouse yeah so how did what, you uh, how, what, go ahead nate i'm sorry yeah i just was gonna ask like what made you kind of want to put a float on the end of it i think that's a pretty unique idea and i i, I really like the way it looks and think it'll keep those fish kind of moving in the water I, you know i like that then you know versus just sinking down to the bottom sometimes when you get a bunch of them on there but uh what what made you want to put that float there on the end of it well i mean the the stringers that they have down here they would they already had that float so or a float okay. on there so i i didn't come up with that idea but to me that the the float on the end is is your stopping point so those fish can move anywhere yeah. they want up and down there uh and they'll you know, they can slide and move up and down on there. Uh, and so like when you're waiting, it, it really, I don't think the float really does much other than just keep it there, but it does keep the end off. So, I, you know, if I'm walking in three feet of water, it could obviously, the fish could be wherever they want. I'm not waiting in 10 feet of water, obviously. So I'm not worried about the end of it. And so like uh, Jordan had the eight footer and that has a smaller float. It's actually the same size float yeah. I put on my keychain, And I have a lot of people that get hung up on that because it's such a small float. Uh, but again, it does the same thing. It keeps the fish from yeah. coming off. And what I like about it is I think it's easier on the fish. So it comes up so you know where the end of your stringer is, but those fish can pull it down underwater. And so they can, they can go down where the water's cooler and they'll stay alive better and uh, it's less bulky so like personally that's what i like to, to use is that smaller float on my stringer uh you know i'll keep my my stringer coiled up on me until i catch a fish so that may be like three weeks before i ever catch a fish so <laughs> it's a lot easier just to have it you know kind of coiled up there and less bulky you know when you're waiting around and i think this setup also like because you guys are yankees uh I think this setup great though for like creek hopping and things like that. So, so fun, you know. Yeah. If, you're, if you're walking, you're moving up and down a river or a creek or something. You don't have to set your tackle box down and then like you know move over and then you forget it. Where'd I go? So you can just go wherever you want. You got your pliers on you, whatever you want to have on there. I got like line cutters on there. My stringer, if you're keeping stuff, your tackle box, things like that. I got it. That's son, so specific. Our son smart. Dom yeah. already claimed one of the boxes that you sent us. So I'm going to have to show him. Well, the strap goes on for. here. He, he's going to, he gonna, will, uh, he will be obsessed. Yes. He will love that. He will love he's it so, so he's such much. a strategic, like very like, 
put the puzzle together type of guy, he's going to be pumped. And he'll take his bike and he'll ride down to yeah. the lake or to the that's, 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 river that's, right that's, there. That's say, Jordan, Jordan's little story about riding riding his bike to yeah that pond or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was. That Think was of how much cooler you would have been with that Wade strap on. Oh, not only cooler, but yeah, I, I I don't know if I even said this in the in the story. I had a blue, a bright blue Jan Sport backpack, and uh, I would I would throw many things in there. Um, I would throw lures in there, just loose, and so then I would get to the spot and I go to take them out, and they're all buried in the bottom of the bag. And you yeah. can't and then I, even handle a tangle. Of anything. No, no, so no, how no. did you? I don't, that's probably why. That's, that's probably, probably why where it I can't. From. Yeah, that's the genesis. It, it, it and then, one, yeah, and then I would also, I would also throw like if I was going to keep anything because back then when it was like when I was catching bass when I first started bass fishing, uh, it was back in like the sixties, forties. Oh, stop. Uh, and uh, or at least that's what it feels like. And like catch and release wasn't not a thing but it wasn't really what it is now so i would bring fish home to like eat them so i would throw like two pound bass in my backpack and then just ride my bike back home did they have lures stuck in their side for sure they did and then the bottom of the backpack was just like coated in like fish slime and then it would get crusted on because i would never wash it off and it'd sit in the sun and so the bottom of my backpack was as if you left like three pounds of like elmer's glue in there and just left it because it got like hard and like it was like a different color blue yeah. Hey, yeah, that you had a stank sack, and that—that's. <laughs> I did. That's the name of my new. That's what that is coming out. That's awesome. Oh my. Well, gosh. let's see it. What, what, what's yeah. the stink sack? Tell us about it. All right. So th- this, yeah. So th- I don't have. Is that really what you're calling it too? Coming out, but yeah, this is the stank sack. So it's just a duffel bag, <laughs> but it's got mesh, so that way, uh, it really, it's probably. I mean, you can use it for a lot of different things, but you know, you put your wet gear in there, and then it's not going to get all mildewy. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I did is I added. For the strap, it's my wade strap, so you could technically oh, like take this off on, on the there, or you know, if you just wanted to attach other things, like so, it's got the the two D rings, so you can clip stuff on there, and then it's got the the pouch where your forceps or pliers can go into. That'd so, be a very good beach bag as well, because then sand would come out of it. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. <laughs> See, he gets it. <laughs> Multi-purpose marketing, Jason. Yeah, I'm that's, not- that's- let me let me write that down. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> Great beach bag. bag yeah, all right. yeah. Got it. Throw your towels in. Catch some it. fish. Yes. How do you come up with new products? Because what the reference I made was to a, a race car parts company I used to work for. Um, and the way that they came up with new products on the regular was because the guys who run it and own it were race car drivers. They They all did drag racing so like stuff would break and they'd be like dude this breaks all the time we should make a better one which doesn't sound that dissimilar from the start of stinky pants how are you coming up with new stuff um to bring to market like beach bags like yeah, like well, I mean, yeah so, <laughs> so so i listen to genius people like lola and then i just yeah I just say what they said uh yep, perfect you know it it's hard to come up with new stuff you know you'll have people hit you up with ideas and sometimes they have good ideas and and sometimes they're not sometimes great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but I mean, I, I guess, like I said, I look, I, I fish, I'll, you know, I, I try to fish as much as I can. I don't fish that often because I just get busy and I live a long ways from the, the water. And uh, like then the water situation in San Antonio is ridiculous. But uh, anyway, that's another whole story. Uh, but okay. so, but like when I'm fishing, you know, like I'm always I, I, I just have that, I guess, mentality. I'm always like, how could I make things better? So mm-hmm. not just with my business, but that's just how I am. Like, you know, I have my room set up. How could I make it more efficient? How could I make it better? And so yeah. same thing. So when I when I'm fishing, 
I'm always thinking like, how could I make this better? Or if there's something I need or, you know, something that would, you know, that that's missing those types of things, or if there's a product out there that I could make better and, but it also kind of has to be in my wheelhouse too. Like I said, unless, although I'm starting to, to branch out a little bit more and I'm having stuff made, that's not me, you know, originally everything that was came from stinky pants, I, I handmade. And so most sure. of it is still handmade, like all the stringers, the keychain boga floats, that stuff is all made, but like now the weight straps, I'm not sewing that. Mm. Uh, I've got, I just picked up, I'm going to start selling these speed swivels. I don't know if you guys yeah. get on those with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the, in the fresh water or not, okay. that's like obviously not my invention, but there were not a lot of great companies that I knew of that sold them. There's just a few. And so I was like, you know, I could, I could sell them. And, uh, you know, I think it's a good, I love using them. So I was like, I, I need to sell them. Uh, I just came out with some titanium pliers. So, you know, obviously I'm not making these, I'm just, I've got my, my logo on those, but, uh, I, I felt like the price that I'm, that I'm selling those at now, before I rock your world and I tell you they're $200, you know, it is, it is steep, but when you look at, titanium, it's not, it's titanium. When you look yeah. at titanium pliers, that's, you know, a lot of them, if you look at like the Van Stahl and stuff, they're three, $400. So I'm coming in at $200 and I give it a lifetime warranty. So I feel like I'm bringing something to the market by, by Absolutely. man, that's really dope. Yeah. Speaking of like, uh, like new product development and stuff like that, do you, do you follow like tournament fishing, uh, at all or like bass fishing? Uh, I really, no, I don't really follow much bass fishing at all. Uh, they, they have tournament fishing down here with the same type, uh, just, you know, different, different fish. No, I I don't follow a lot of bass fishing and, you know, I don't know, I don't know how all my products would translate to that. Obviously you could use pliers, you could use the keychain float. Uh, do you guys use boga boga grips at all? Do you know what those are? Yeah, 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 that that's used a little bit for sure. But my my thought was uh, was like your your float style and the way you can customize them and make them your own and all that sort of stuff uh, would be like cull tags. And I don't know if you know much about that. But yeah, that would be huge. like you know the top. You know, you you keep your five largest fish. You put tags on them to let you know yeah. which ones are the largest or whatever. Um, but yeah, using using those floats and, and making your own like cold tags yeah, maybe uh, an opportunity to, yeah. to branch off into the bass market and I think yeah. they look super they look super dope with some stinky pants on them. Yeah, I I have had yeah. some people hit me up for to make some calling stuff and mm-hmm. I haven't had I haven't had any like genius ideas <laughs> on how to do it. But right. uh, I mean, I yeah I and I guess I have never put that to the. It's a great idea. I don't. Uh, I, if if I had something like bam, this is how I'm going to do it. I probably would have done it. I just haven't thrown a lot of time and energy at, at something like that because I don't do it, and so it kind of gets gets put on the back, and I don't see much of it, so that yeah. gets put on the back burner. But you know, my my game plan is at some some point I'm going to be able to hopefully in the near future uh, stop teaching and then try to do this full time. And oh, wow. then. At, Point, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have obviously I'll have more time and I'm gonna probably explore a lot more different things that I you know just have I just don't have time to do everything if you yeah. can believe yeah, that for tough. sure yeah so do you have any employees like is Lil Stank your employee he, he is my employee uh, so I, I hire a lot of my students uh, and so before you all start the sweatshop thing uh, <laughs> you're like you're right <laughs> yeah. 
try I, I have a whole calling process though. So like I get I get my kids for three years, so I get to see them and I get to know who they are. And so like I'll know I'll know who who I need to ask uh, work for me. And so I you know I think it's it's a cool deal. Like they usually like doing it. So you know I, I'll have them That's come awesome. out work and and you know they'll they'll come out and and hang out and you know feed them and you know I do pay them a little bit. So it's it's not a bona fide sweatshop, but. <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah so little snake have, helps uh my wife will help uh like when i get tackle shop orders and stuff like that so when i gotta yeah. send out big big orders like she'll come and help me do that uh i get a lot of help from my dad so i got like cool. a real unique uh situation where we live I, I can't even say next door we we me and my parents share a driveway so like they're i'm on this side of the driveway they're on oh that my side. Gosh. <laughs> that's like, awesome yeah it's like uh everyone loves raymond only you know like even even tight <laughs> okay everyone loves stank yeah but uh yeah the the old man the old man helps me out quite a bit uh so i'll, I'll go down the rabbit hole of him so i i owe a lot to him because he's he's like crazy smart he's uh like he doesn't have a degree in anything so like how he how he can do anything or how he does not anything but how he does what he does doesn't make sense one of my my buddies, uh, he's from Jamaica too, so I may have to try to do his, his accent a little bit. But oh, the, first Absolutely. Time, the first time he came over uh, and I met him or I, I took him to my dad's shop and I showed him all the stuff that, that he's made and stuff, like he was freaked out and he grabs me and he pulls me to the side and he's like, he's like, this isn't, this isn't right. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, you know, and he's like, you're, he, 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 was he CIA? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> like your, your dad should not be able to do this types of stuff. And so, yeah, he was all freaked out. So he thought, you know, he thought my dad was some secret agent. He still thinks that he, he <laughs> oh, on his deathbed, he's going to tell you what, you know, all this stuff, but yeah, yeah so he, he's, he's designed. So he watches me. So let's say like, uh, when I first started out, like I'd buy the wire and, you know, I get it in rolls and so I'd pull it out. I'd have a tape measure or I'd mark a spot on the wall. I'd pull it out. I'd go over with the, you know, the hand dikes and cut them. And, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how I got my, my wire. And then, so that obviously sucked. And so <laughs> he, he came up with, you know, he invented this little, like, uh, he just made, he took an angle grinder and he mounted it. So it's almost like a little chop saw. So that was great. Right, but just cut it, yeah. Yeah. So that was a nice improvement. You know, my grip strength went down, but it was an improvement, but then, I don't know. He, he decided, well, we'll just build a machine. So now I take the, my big spools of wire, like I get them in 5,000 feet and we'll throw it on this machine he made. And oh, we'll then, just build a machine. Yeah. <laughs> so it, run, it runs through this thing. He's got a computer on there. You type in how many you want, what length you want it cut. You hit go and it just runs it out. Cuts wow. it maybe out, CIA, cuts. maybe yeah, that's maybe. about right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how he does it. I mean, he's, and you know, and, and that's just one thing. Like he's, He's done so many different things. And mm. The key to it is, though, is you have to make him do it. So, like, he'll sit there and watch me struggle all day with it. But now I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, can you help me? And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, well, we got we got to figure out something better. And so, you know, he'll go and invent some machine to to automate. Things That's really like funny. That, so. What a cool dude! What's That's, your dad's yeah. name? Uh, Greg. Greg. Well, shout out to Greg for yeah. being uh, a secret agent who confuses Jamaicans. So wait, how did you? get into fishing was it because of your dad did uh, we talk I mean, about this we didn't did we okay no uh so yeah so uh so i grew up in mason city iowa 
Uh, shout out Mason City. Shout out. Shout out. Sorry, Lola. I saw that, no, it was so oh, good. Man. I loved it. Was. That's uh, up there a ways too, Mason City. That's up there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so anyway. So I, I grew up there, and uh, so I, I did a little bit of fishing there. Not not. Uh, I wasn't like an avid fisherman, but I, I liked it. But uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of people that fished with me, so I was kind of like uh, Jordan, where I would you know walk down to a creek or ride my bike or something, and you know try to catch a carp or you know whatever the heck was swimming in there. I mean come to find out later on there was all kinds of sewage and stuff so it's no wonder i didn't catch much there oh my God. <laughs> same thing with clear lake too but i think they cleaned that mess up but anyway oh so I, I didn't do a whole lot of fishing i mean i did some uh and then i had a uh an uncle or the uncle that lives in colorado also had a house in uh wisconsin on uh in hayward wisconsin we and, love uh, hayward i know and uh, so we would go up there and fish, you know, maybe once once a year in the summer and things like that. And so, I mean, I grew up fishing a little. And then when I moved down to San Antonio, I came down here uh, to teach. And my uh, mentoring teacher, Curtis Pearson, shout out, Kurt. Uh, blah, he blah, took, blah. Here we go. Uh, throwing out lots of shout outs right now. So we went, he took me uh, on a cast and blast. So we went down to the coast and uh, <laughs> my, my main thing was we were going to duck hunt, which I did back in Iowa. But then, you know, like in between, so we'd throw our decoys out, shoot in the morning, and then we'd go out and fish in the, you know, in the afternoon and then come back and hunt uh, in the evening. And so that's kind of where I got my first taste of the salt is doing that. And it, I just thought it was so cool because like I'm reeling in just who knows what it's going to be like. There's just so many different types of fish and so i just i just like fell in love with uh saltwater fishing it was just awesome and so yeah i mean that, that was i don't know how many years ago 20 26 years ago maybe something like that so i mean i just i've been in love with it ever since and fish as much as i can but i love that the question was did i answer it yep you did great <laughs> yeah you definitely answered it for sure I blacked, that's a, that's... I blacked out somewhere in there but no you did you did well um so i i feel like with you specifically, because I'm really, I'm interested in a whole bunch of things. Um, everything from your hair to your job to, um, you your, mentioned skateboarding before yeah, skateboarding stuff. Yes. I mean, come on. But, um, so tell us about your job. You're a teacher. Um, but yes. in, uh, our correspondence, you know, I learned that your teaching is not like, I don't know if you want to say like normal or typical teaching. What, what, tell, tell people what it is you teach and, and how that came about. All right. So currently I, teach at construction careers academy shout out cca and uh all right you're getting a little slow uh, on, i man. know i got nervous <laughs> i didn't know i was supposed to all right yeah so anyways I, i'm a teacher at construction careers academy and so what what this is is it's a magnet school and i don't know if you guys have anything like that up north but it's it's i'm still part of the public school system and i'm on a, a regular high school campus but we we specialize in construction so any anyone in our district can apply to come to this school. Uh, then they have like a lotto; they get chosen. So we get we get like a little bit, I, I'd say, better kids because they're supposed to be interested in you know coming and doing construction. So that's that's one part of the puzzle, which is awesome, is when you get kids that are actually want to learn and do yes. what, what you're teaching. And so they come there and then they choose a strand. So they, there's six different strands they could do: uh, electrical, plumbing, engineer, architecture carpentry or construction management. That's amazing. I, I teach construction management. And so I get those kids for three years. So 
I get them their sophomore year for one period and then their junior and senior year for uh, two blocks. So I get the same kids for, you know, a lot of time. So, uh, and we do, we do some crazy stuff. So it is, it is a special thing. I mean, I'm sure there's different uh, like programs like that around, but we're, we're kind of one of the first ones to do it. And we get a lot of schools from all over the, the U S that come and visit us to try to figure out like what it is we're doing and how they can duplicate it. Wow. Uh, so like kind of, kind of like what's brought us a lot of attention is, We'll, we'll build tiny houses. So like their junior year, we'll get these uh, like eight by 28 uh, tiny house trailers uh, and then we'll build the house on there. So junior year, junior year, they'll they'll frame it, dry it in. And then their senior year, they'll do all the interior. So, we'll, you know, ceiling, walls, flooring, cabinets, the whole the whole nine yards. Gosh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, hold on. Really so, great. Jason, what you're telling me is you're teaching kids in school skills Actual they're skills. going to learn they're going and, or, to or use. use i mean in real life yeah. what actual actual what skills that they can implement. Dude, this is <laughs> yeah. and, and you know i i try to tell the kids that all the time like even if you don't go construction because you know they have to choose in middle school what they're going to do and most kids don't have things figured out i'm still trying to figure it out but right. uh, you know yeah. but I'm, you know, I, I try to keep it relevant and say, you know, you're going to probably own a house. Uh, so even if you don't go and work in construction, you're still, all this stuff is still going to be useful. So you For can sure. fix your own stuff, or even if you don't fix your own stuff, at least you're not going to get the, the wool pulled over your eyes and have no idea. You know, someone comes in and gives you a, a shady estimate on something. You have an idea what's going on. That's great. Nate, can you imagine if we had something like that when we were in school? Like that's because cause Nate and I are both, yeah. I would say Nate more so than I, but we're both pretty handy dudes, work on our own vehicles, work on stuff around the house. And to think that we could have learned it, like, because at least for me and Nate, I don't know where you're at, but a lot of what I've learned over the years, I've done via effing it up and doing it wrong and then having to go back. Like I never had like somebody teach me, you know, so much as like just doing it. Like yeah, how great would that have been? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would know. that, have been fantastic for sure. And, yeah, and something like something like like you're saying, like construction management, that's not, you know, you don't have to, you know, kind of, you know, isolate that into just construction. That's something mm-hmm. that can, you know, you can use that a, a, a vast variety of ways. So that's yeah, uh, an, an awesome uh, tool to be teaching for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. it's a lot of fun. You know, we get a lot of different we're doing a schoolie like we took a school bus and we're stripped it down and trying to make it into a house now and so we do a lot of different things make uh we just finished a deer blind on wheels and so we we do some some fun stuff and you know it it was a good change so i've been there for seven years before that i was in the middle school and i was a a pe coach and gym teacher which you know if you start figuring it out like how do you go from that to that it doesn't make sense but you know that's okay. That's life. How, it how have to so sense. let me so sure. how how why did you go from Iowa to Texas? Uh yeah. I mean, so like the, the I didn't CIA. know. You know, I, I decided to be a teacher. <laughs> Actually, my mom's like suggested because I went to college to be just to appease her. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do. And and so she was like, Well, you know, you're you're good with kids and you know, what was your favorite class? I'm like, gym. So okay, be a gym teacher. So I did and then but, you know, like my mom had the same gym teacher that I had. So there was not a lot of, you know, open gym gym or PE positions in Mason City. Sure. 
and the starting pay was not good either. And I was, you know, young, you know, so this was a long, long, long time ago. And, you know, I was looking for a big city. I wanted excitement and stuff like that. And so uh, I went to University of Northern Iowa. And so when it was time to do my student teaching, they had the option of uh, San Antonio, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, or, you know, places in Iowa. And so I wanted to, I wanted to get out and I had been to San Antonio once before. So I put San Antonio as my first choice, Phoenix as my second, and I got San Antonio. And I knew, I knew that I was not going to come back to Iowa. When when I moved down here, like I I packed up everything and said I was going to stay. So I did my student teaching down here, got a job and I've been here ever since. Wow. So when did your parents move down? Uh, so after I had Wyatt, uh, you know, I was killing my mom. So she had, she wanted to come down here and, and I think it took about five years. Uh, I think they've been down here about 10 years now. Uh, so my brother, my brother moved down too. So he, he was, he's four years uh, behind me. And so he came down and got a job, lived with me for a while. And then, so now everyone was down here. And so, wow. Uh, my mom definitely wanted to come down and my dad was, you know, unsure of it. And then, so my mom just put a offer in on a house with my, oh, my dad even seeing it. No, <laughs> are you serious? I love her. Yeah. The, 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 the selling point was your shared driveway, I assume. So yeah, assume well, so how that, that, that happened. <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah, that's really, funny. well, my, my parents bought a house and uh, there was a lot next door. So the, the owner it's, it looks like one one lot or one house, but it's actually two lots. It's just never like really divided. The The previous owner was going to do what we did. And so they bought the house and then we lived there a couple of years. And then when they decided that they were going to retire and move down here, we built on the on the lot next to them or on there. Oh. On there. So we got, uh, you know, we, we share a well and uh, dad's <laughs> got a, a badass shop it's just keeps growing. It's like a little over 3000 square feet right now. So I get that's oh, crap. That's where that's all the awesome. magic. That's where all the magic and stinky pants happens. Uh, so he's, he's already put three additions on it and he's already oh put a fourth, but so we, we just added on a wood shop slash game room on there. So that's another thing I want to get into is uh, some woodworking <laughs> stuff. I mean, Thank I do, you. I do woodworking stuff now, uh, but I would like to get more into it. And so, and I've done some, some sneaky pants stuff. So I have a fishing lure rack that I, that I made and sold. Uh, I don't know if I have, it's, it's literally right over there. Uh, I'd like Can you to, move us or is that, yeah, you know what I probably, or, or, or grab it. Yeah. Grab it and let us, uh, I, I can't, I can't move the lure rack. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can, I guess move, that makes I can sense. move this, I guess, I think. Dude, your setup's pretty organized and clean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here, this is all Oh back my up. gosh. So I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, very yeah absolutely. But yeah, so we got the stinky pants routered in there. So that's one of the things dad did, though, is he he built a uh, CNC router table. Wow. Like, from nothing, which I don't know how you do that. But yeah, anyway, I don't even... yeah so we, made, we made these lure racks and I sold these for a while. And I, I, I need to make more of them. But again, it's just a matter of time. Okay. Uh, but and we made uh, cornhole boards. I'm doing an art piece now that I'm going to sell at the fishing show, the Houston fishing show is coming up, but it's going to have one of the, my uh, t-shirt graphics that's uh, routed in it on a, like a, maybe like a five foot by three foot uh, maple slab. 
Oh, that's so cool. It's going to be like an art piece. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I want to do I want to do a lot more stuff like that. So you seem you seem definitely like a like a visionary. Are you constantly? Uh, I don't know if I can. It's flipping on you. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 yeah that looks awesome! Wow! Yeah. So, and so that's all routed yeah. in. So it, it looks it looks like it's painted on there, but yeah. it's like it, it goes actually in, in it. Yeah. That's so it's, it. it's pretty sweet. So is that your main thing down there? Is redfish? Is that your favorite thing? Uh, it's not. No. Uh, I mean, I like I like catching fish. My favorite thing to target is is the trout because yeah. they're they're kind of like uh, the bass as far as like you know. You, everyone's goal down here is catch a 30 inch trout. Uh, and, but they're, you know, they, I've been fishing for, I don't know what, what I say, 20 something years and mm-hmm. I've got a 29 and a half. So, you know, it's, okay. it's probably like, you know, catching a, whatever, a 10 pound bass or something like that. Yeah, that's like, probably right. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're hard to come by They're you know, they're out there, but they, you don't, you don't catch them. You may fish your whole life and not catch them. The redfish, they're fun. They're bigger usually. Uh, they're usually easier. What's cool about redfish is so when you're wade fishing, those buggers will get up like shallow where you can see uh, they call it tailing. So mm-hmm, like yeah. you may be wading and you'll see tails, you know, when they're feeding, uh, you might see the wake. So it's it's fun because it's almost like hunting. Like you'll see them yeah. and you're, you'll creep yeah. up on them and, you know, you're trying to sight cast them. And so that that to me is a lot of fun also. Uh, and they're they're fun to catch. But, you know, you, it's that excitement of catching a big trout because they don't come very often is kind of where I'm at right now. But you know, all the fish flounder are fun to catch. They're, they're like a real finesse. They're hard to, they're hard to land. You know, they got a real mm-hmm. papery mouth, so they they'll tear out real easy. And uh, you know, you, you may catch a 45 inch black drum. I mean, sharks, you know, there's, there's just so many different fish down there. It's, it's exciting. You don't know what you're going to walk up on. And that would be so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one would you say is the, the hardest fighting? Uh, I mean, I've, I've never caught a huge trout. They, they fight really well. Cause they'll come out of the water kind of like a bass and shake and things like that. Uh, you know, a huge, a huge redfish. Will, you know, it might take you 20 minutes to get a huge redfish in uh, over Christmas. I caught a, like about a 15 pound, uh, redfish and it, it took me probably close to 15 20 minutes to bring oh, that in wow. <laughs> that's so awesome is that, yeah, is those, that a, those those redfish look super muscular but yeah, yeah they ahead, look Jordan. cool with the dots on yeah. the dots on the tails and what is, is that a different species entirely uh bull reds or is that just what they call them when they get really big yeah that's just what they call them when they get really big yeah i'm so ignorant i don't know anything so forgive my stupidity on, on no, ocean fishing stuff it, but yeah i i have the answers written down here otherwise i wouldn't know Okay, perfect. Um, all right, so here's another one that you may not have written down. Um, what was that on the wall? Was that are are you a boxer? What was that on the the Iowa oh, uniform? Yeah, I used to I used to dabble a little in, in boxing. I did uh, oh Golden God. Gloves for Iowa way back. Shut then. up! <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's Heck dope, yeah. dude. I love <laughs> boxing, man. Heck yeah, that's amazing. How did you get into boxing? Do you still do it at all? No, uh, I mean I, I don't know. It was I guess I watched too many Rocky movies or something. I just always thought it looked pretty cool. Like I absolutely, I dabbled a little in like uh, karate and stuff. And and I like the striking part. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't lift my leg past my kneecap, so I wasn't real good at kicking. <laughs> so I always liked the punching stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I did. I did. What did I do it for? Two two and a half years, I think. I I, I had one fight in Mason City at a at a boxing gym, and 
I learned real quick what boxing was. I didn't understand like you supposed to cut weight and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I, I had my very first match at 178 and I got my freaking world rocked. Uh, I remember watching the video. I got, I got hit. And so I went against a guy who was, he was a very good boxer and I became friends with him later on, but he was a Southpaw and I didn't even know mm -hmm. what that meant. But I figured, <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> the punches were coming from the opposite side. And Wait so a second, yeah, th this dude lit me up and I, I, he dropped me and I didn't even realize that he dropped me. And then when I was on the ground, I covered up. And the only reason I know that is because, uh, luckily my mom watched or uh, video recorded it so I could watch it over and over. And yeah. so Thanks, uh, that was my very first fight. And then after that, that was when I was going to good old Nyack. And then I moved down to uh, Cedar Falls and I, uh, I got with a different boxing club and Cedar Valley boxing. And those guys were legit. And the first thing I did when I walked in there, I told the guy, yeah, I yeah, box. And he's like, what weight? And I told him 178. And he started laughing and said, you're fat. You need to be 147. I was like, but so I tried and I, I dropped down to 156 and, and I did a lot better at 156 than I did at 178. Okay. That's, that's, those are all really good stories. And I really yeah. like the part about you, like covering up after you're on the ground. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can, I can talk about that now. Cause it was just, it was pretty embarrassing. Like, oh. it, like if you've ever, if it, you go to these boxing things and they're just like, like in gyms and or whatever, they're like little, you know, or bowling alleys or whatever. They're not like what you see on TV. And sure. uh, so they just go there and the, the coach just matches you up. Like you don't know who you're going to fight until, until you see them. And, and I was the last fight of the, the night and I was, you know, nervous. I'm like, you know, sure. trying to figure out who I'm fighting. I'm looking, I'm like, Oh, it's probably that guy. And then he gets in the ring. So I'm not fighting him. And then my buddy comes back and he's like, man, I hope you're not boxing the dude in the bathroom. I'm like, why? And he's like, he's in there doing chin-ups on the, on the stall. <laughs> his arms are like that big. And so, yeah, that's who yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's a lefty. And he's a lefty, yeah. which you weren't ready for. Down to 178. And I went, I went. Yeah, he walked. I went he in walks there. walks around weight. 190. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fighting weights like 15 pounds lower. Exactly. He, he weighs yeah. in and puts 15 pounds back on immediately, like after the weigh-in. Yeah. That, that's that fun exactly what happened but do you uh jason do you follow any boxing now like any any like modern boxing any boxers uh not a lot like i okay. uh, i watch the tyson fury uh reality show is that does that count is tyson fury a good boxer yes or no i mean they said he's the best i don't know they, he's he's very excited. <laughs> i don't know people say it. i don't know i like I, I i don't i don't watch it as much anymore it hasn't been as exciting I think okay. UFC is a little bit more exciting, but like, you know, back in the day, like Tyson and some of those guys, man, that was, that was fun to watch. It was. Yeah. I feel like I, um, I was talking to somebody the other day. What, what weight class is Tyson Fury? He's a heavyweight, right? He's not a super yeah. heavyweight, is he? No, he's a heavyweight. Yeah. And I, they were, they were, we were talking like best heavyweights of all time. And of course, like Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, that's always like the two right there. And everybody always says, Oh, Mike Tyson versus Muhammad Ali. Who wins that to me? That's not even a conversation. I think Muhammad Ali, it's, I mean, 99.9 .9 times out of 100 beats Mike Tyson, whatever. Um, anywho, and then he slipped in. He goes, well, you know, I think I think Tyson Fury, whatever. I was like, I'm like, I'm not even having a conversation with you anymore. Like, that dude is not <laughs> in the top 10 of, of heavyweights of all time. I'd put I'd put Tommy, what was his name, homeboy from, uh, uh, from Rocky Five? Yeah. Because uh, he was an, act he was an actual – yeah, he yeah. was an actual fighter. I mean, he was a little goofed up and had some mistakes in his life and whatever, but he was yeah. filthy for a while. And um, I don't know. We could we could talk about boxing all we want, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a big 
Fury fan, but whatever. well, the only the only thing that that I think is you, that slept on on there is though he's like six nine though, so yeah, like he's a huge man. So you know, I don't know, was Tyson was he even six foot? Uh, no. Yeah, so no, I like. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think that I, I think personally that's part of like being technical or like looking technical. You know, like yeah, Tyson. That's Fury true. Yeah, he doesn't so look big good. and large. Like he, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't look, look good. Yeah, he but he's got he's got such a long reach, you know, kind of yeah. kind of yeah, like nice, Lennox nice Lewis. Filthy. He can keep keep people away from you. So Lennox Lewis was so slept on. He did he doesn't get the. I mean, he does get respect, but not maybe to the level that he actually the, the accolades. Yeah. He 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 killed some monsters in his day, dude. Yeah. Um, I used to kind of goof around box with a feller. He wasn't like a. I don't think he was ever like a professional boxer, but his name was uh, Robert Vargas, and he was six. I want to say six five ish, and he probably so like my height. Yeah, about about Lola's height, about Lola's build, real aggressive looking. <laughs> and uh, we would slap box, and his wingspan was just obnoxious, you know, like just nonsense long. Yeah. And so we'd like we'd slap box or box the gloves on, and like I, I mean, I feel like they wouldn't even be like, all right, start, and I'd be hit like four times, and I'm like, where the f did that even come from? Because like Tyson Fury's arms were so long, the only chance I had was if I got in really close and could get some good like body shots on him. But then I had to take 35 shots to my forehead to get in close enough to do body shots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So by the yeah. time I got in close enough, I was like, yeah, like I couldn't even like think straight. But yeah, boxing is boxing. Boxing is super fun, man. Yeah, did I just, you, I'm did sorry. Did you put the chalk on your hands like they do now? Did you get? Did you? Did you invent that? Yeah, yeah, that was all me. Yeah, that, <laughs> and then I also invented the idea of having really narcissistic YouTubers become professional boxers. So I'm, uh, oh, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting checks from all the Paul boys and and all that wow. stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. exciting. No, yeah. no relation that I know of. Okay. Uh, oh, Paul. Yes. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. 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 Not that Paul. Not not you, Paul. I hope you're not related to them boys. I hope not. But I'm not saying they can't fight. I just don't think they're boxers, but that's maybe a little too technical. Um, Lola, let's shift gears. Let's talk tacos. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Hit, hit this dude up with some tacos. Well, we talked about Mary's Mary's tacos. Mary's tacos. But, yeah. Okay. So what what's your favorite? The best, what's the best taco you've ever had? Whoa, heavy question. Whoa. It's, I mean, I gotta, I gotta go with little stank. I, I gotta say the Sean at Mary's, but, Sean. but they have, they have the macho Sean, which is, it takes it to another level. So instead oh, of just uh, potato and egg, it's like uh, eggs ranchero, and, uh, pop, uh, eggs papa or papa eggs or whatever they call it. And <laughs> so it's got a little bit more, oh. a little more uh, zest to it. Uh, so, oh, man. But it, Jordan and Nate are drooling. So like legitimately, you know this place is legit because you you look at it. Well, they've they've got multiple locations, but the first one I went into, like it's a little little bitty place. It's not it's not big at all. And you walk mm. in there, and there's like legitimately twenty people in this kitchen, and the kitchen's like the size of my shop right here. Yeah. And they are serious. Like they crank out tacos. They're going to work. Like you, yeah. Like you in in. It's just person after person, you know, and they're coming through ordering 10 tacos. And I mean, they're just cranking them out. So, uh, and they're, you know, they're open, like they do breakfast tacos. They're open from like six to to noon or something like that. So, you know, that, you know, so I think I heard you, uh, uh, Jordan talk about you were lived in Austin or something. Mm -hmm. So I I got the same, the same shock thing. Like I grew up in, in Iowa. And so like the only tacos that we had were taco, was it taco Tico and taco John's. Yeah, yeah. Your classic McDonald's, McDonald's breakfast burrito. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're right. so good. The most authentic. Yeah, when, yeah. when I came down here, like 
the bar was not very high. And, and now I'm in, <laughs> like, this is, I think the fifth biggest, uh, like taco place per capita or something yeah, like that. That's there's, awesome. There's tacos everywhere here. So dang it. That's dope. Okay. So let me ask you another, uh, I want to talk more about tacos. Um, but you tell me thinking about being down there, San Antonio, um, with you being there, how, how often do people ask you about the river walk? Uh, I mean, when I first moved down here and my friends would come down and then, yeah. you know, they'd, they'd have to go, but yeah. so now, now no one comes and visits me anymore. So really river oh. walk is We're not going to make a trip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can, We're we can come hang out. Yeah. You, can you can restart it up and come on down here, but yeah, okay. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't go downtown or, you know, I, yeah. like I said, I, you know, I'm in bed at eight. It's, I'm an, you know, I'm a, I'm an easy kind of guy, but uh, yeah, when everyone would come down when I first moved down here, we had to do a lot of river walk. There's always every time I don't know I what hear, that means. Anytime you hear anything about San Antonio, it's always like, oh, the river walk. Oh, you got to do the river. It's like that one episode of Seinfeld back in the day. We're like, you got to see the baby. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's anything about San Antonio, it's like, oh, river walk, river walk, river walk. And like, I remember I went to it, and it's not that it's not dope, but it was just so like river walk that I was like, so we're just literally just walking by this little creaky river with like yeah that's yeah, cool i guess you know like i don't know like it wasn't <laughs> yeah. bad but it was like everybody but like just built it up so bananas i just didn't know if you were how, how you felt about that what yeah. tell, tell lola jason what is what is the river walk it looks like a sewer line that's exposed running down the uh, i'm probably not gonna get any can we edit that out uh <laughs> <Nope>. sounds glamorous <laughs> it's a brackish looking uh little you know, river that flows down and a bunch of bars and, but it's not really a river though. It's not oh, very no, wide. No, it's, it's like a man-made canal or whatever. And then they got right. like a little, uh, little pontoon boat that some guy, will, you know, go down and tell you stories about, you know, the, how San Antonio was born. I don't even know if it was even real stuff. They just, you know, make stuff up <laughs> you know, yeah. over there. That happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See this building. It's just to your this left. thing when you go to San Antonio. So the first time I ever went to San Antonio, Jason, uh, on the same day, we did the Riverwalk and the Holocaust Museum, and so oh. it was uh, huh. not the most like encouraging fun day ever, yeah. but it was enlightening, <laughs> I guess. So I, isn't Sea World? Isn't there a Sea World in San Antonio? There is a Sea World in San. Yeah, Antonio. I've been there. Hey, Sea World. There's also a Six Flags, isn't there? There is. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so you can you can do roller coasters. Uh, you can see enslaved sea animals. Oh yeah, um, you can go on a, a pontoon a ride sewer. down a sewer line, <laughs> and you can talk about the Holocaust. So really, yeah, lots of if we're not selling San Antonio to the masses yeah. right now, I don't know what is. <laughs> I already see a mob out in my front yard with running me. You don't out. mess with Texas, mother ever. Yeah, don't you dare talk bad about San Antonio. <laughs> so, what's the most important thing on a taco, Jason? What makes or breaks a taco? Well, I mean, to me, I got to have some spice. It's got to have something okay. spicy or, or zesty or something in there. Uh, but I don't know. I guess the protein, you know, mm. the the big the big killer. You got, you know, like fish or chorizo or fajita. Mm, or, chorizo. You know. Yeah, we started we started getting down on some uh, Wagyu fajitas. And those are those oh, are boy. pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Pretty, pretty cool. So tell, so yeah, keep uh, more expand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. They're so, they're just, they're just so good. I don't know. You Maybe. making these things or you buying these things? No, like I'm actually grilling the, the, the fajitas. So yeah. Oh boy. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that was going to be my question. It was like, if you were going to have tacos at home, do you cook? The wife yeah. cook? Like 
what would what would the typical taco night look like for you? If it's going on the grill or it's going in the fryer, it's in my jurisdiction. Everything okay. else, uh, my wife, my wife's an awesome uh, cook, and so you know, I, 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 I allow her to to do that, so <laughs> I don't get in her way. Yeah, that, that's probably Perfect. that's probably yeah. smart. Yeah, <laughs> do you do you make tacos at all? Because I mean, with with the, with the style of fish that y'all style of fishing that y'all do with like the stringer and the the keeping fish, do you make tacos out of them at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Tell us about some. Uh, I mean, probably like the to me the best tasting fish that we have is flounder. It's real flaky, uh, uh, yeah. and then trout is trout tastes pretty good. Redfish uh, is still very good uh drum is good even sheephead are good uh so do you keep everything when you're sorry i'm totally interrupting when you're fishing are you fishing to keep the fish to eat them are you fishing for i mean it it just depends so okay i try not to uh you know kill what i don't need you know if if we if we you know don't have any any fish here you know next trip down i'm going to keep some but if if I if we have some fish here, then I I try to release as much as I can. I don't okay. I don't just you know. There's some people that you know you just I don't know. They just kill them because you know you want to take pictures of them or you know or you just whatever you you grew up like you know you keep everything and so if yeah. you can't eat them, I'll give them yeah. to a neighbor or somebody. So I, I don't try to do that. I mean the 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 whole trout community down here is in a huge uproar because they're changing the limits and all that different mm. stuff. They switch from five, keeping, being able to keep five to three. And, you know, wow. they're, they're trying to figure out what, you know, trying to make our fishing better, obviously. But yeah. Uh, so there, there's just a lot of things with that. And I'm trying to support the, the, uh, the conservation side of it. And so, sure. you know, I, I, I try to, to help out, you know, programs like we have a, a good one called speckled truth that, that works with a lot of, uh, the trout fishermen and stuff like that and give you knowledge and promotes conservation, catch and release stuff like that. And so I, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Back to fish tacos. No, that's that's a good (laughs) question. Yeah. Because with the stringer and everything, you might think that, that, you know, they're just keeping, 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 but no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no, we we try not to, but go ahead, Nate. Yeah. If you were, uh, if you were going to keep flounder and, and do fish tacos out of those, how would you, uh, typically go, go about pre- preparing those. Uh, I, so if I got, if I got like my favorite, which would be flounder, uh, probably blackened is my favorite to, mm. to or, or just like uh pan pan fried, I guess, like, but little, little butter. What's that good butter called Lola? You got to know, right? Uh, the, the good butter. Yeah. What's it called? The carry, carry gold. Carry gold. Or yeah. People Sorry, use to make yes. compound butters. Yeah, my yes. yeah, my, my wife just introduced me to it. I was like, "What? There's a good butter?" You know, I've been yeah. We've been getting Amish butter here lately, yeah. and it's oh. insanely good. He, it's it's a huge it's a block, and like, it's not uniform. It's like yeah, so it's, it's like legit, like, <laughs> like it's coming straight off the farm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that that's yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, keep going though. <clears throat> uh, well, I want some of that now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so we'll you know, or you know, pan fried or something like that. I think is is pretty good and then you know cilantro or onions or you know i guess it just depends if it's you know what what your if it's blackened or pan fried or what but mm-hmm. yeah all right all right you put it on a tortilla you you go in uh corn or flour uh man 
So, man, I got I got so many stories I got to tell you now. So I got to come back. I, I need to I, mean, I need to tell you that I need to tell you the 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 shell story about uh, Dad when he first came down here. But I mean, my favorite is my favorite is flour. But I I I just revamped my whole life, and so I'm not eating uh, grains and sugar and stuff. So I'd have to eat corn now, or or actually, what I do now is I order a taco and I use the the tortilla as the plate, and I'm just like eating it out of there. Yeah. Right. Anyways, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'm probably not even going to eat a tortilla if we're being honest right now. But flour would be my jam if if you were to ask me maybe last year. So I'm, are you I'm not, right there with you. Are you not eating grains and sugar for like a health reason? Can I ask that? Is it a health thing? Is no, it... no. You just violated my contract. Uh, <laughs> 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 so the the reason I'm doing that is is uh, I've had I've had like fits with my lower back where it just mm. it just bothers me like you know especially when you go like fishing for instance since this is a fishing show we'll talk fishing uh, so like you know I got to drive to the coast two and a half three hours sitting kills my back and then you get on a on a boat and you're you know bouncing up and down across the waves that's not good on your back. So there'd be like times where I can't even stand up. And, mm. and I mean, I've gone to doctors, chiropractor, Rosti, acupuncture, massage. I mean, anything you could think of, uh, I've tried it and I just wasn't getting any relief. And, uh, I think I went on, uh, some kind of steroid or something for uh, tennis elbow. And then of course my back felt good instantly. So I figured, well, that must be inflammation. And so, yep. You know, they say sugar and grains cause inflammation. So I was like, you know, yeah. I, I, I'll try anything at this point. So I, I cut all that stuff out and like day four into it, man, my belt, my back felt night and day. Isn't that so, crazy? Wow. I had a yeah. similar thing with my knees and they're hurting again because sugar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's crazy that what you consume will just like wreck you. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring that out now. Like there's a lot more, I think, than what people understand of the, what you're putting into your body, what you get out of it. And, and so I think I'm just hitting the iceberg, but I feel, I feel so much better. I've lost like 20 pounds and I, wow. I wasn't even trying, like that wasn't <laughs> the point of, of my diet and or I don't even call it a diet, but like how I'm eating now. And the yeah. cool thing is, is cause I've, I've tried to lose weight before and stuff like that. And it's always, I don't know if it just gets in your head, but then you start thinking about, oh, I can't eat. And then I'm hungry. And yes. Well, like, All I you're eat, thinking about is food. Yeah. I'll eat as much as I want. Like, you know, if I'll eat as much fish, as much sausage, as much steak, you know, all those things as I, as I want and I'm not hungry. And so it's been pretty easy after, after, you know, I was kind of a little bit of a sugar junkie. So, you know, after like that first couple of weeks of, you know, <laughs> that, that yeah. you know, kind of calmed down. And so, you know, it, it, I don't even really miss it that much now. So it's been a good thing. I feel, I feel night and day better. And good. Is it just processed sugars or pro whatever? Are you like eating fruit and stuff or yeah, not? So, yeah. Okay. I just, it, I just, anything that's has added sugar. So I'll yep. eat fruits. Yeah. I, I go crazy on dried mangoes. That's, that's like, Oh my, yeah. That's, that's a candy. Food. That's yeah. basically candy. Yeah. yeah. Which in our family though, because Lola's Puerto Rican, we're not allowed to say mango. I, I'm sorry. It's mango. Yeah. Mango. We, get, mango. Yeah. We, we get yelled at if we say mango. She's like, what did you ask for? I take Yeah, I get it. I I'm, I'm as white as they come and the kids all like to, you know, laugh at me when I talk and stuff down here. So yeah, yeah. That's fine. mangoes. Yeah. You guys okay, got some, white boy. some pequeño mangoes pair of me. Yeah. Uh, so tell us the shell story. Oh, okay. So, uh, dad came down and we went to this fancy, uh, Mexican yeah. restaurant and, uh, he orders, 
tacos and he he orders and the guy says okay crisp or soft and dad says hard you know because back in in iowa they were hard shell tacos yeah. so you know crisp or soft hard crisp or soft hard crisp or soft so this like went on for it felt like for 20 minutes and i finally had to <laughs> dad you want a the you want the crisp taco you know so i had to, I had to it for him. but it was like i don't none neither of them was gonna budge it was crazy Hard, hard. Grease for soft. Yeah. So, awesome. um, what did your dad have a hard time moving from Langley then? Uh, you mean Mason City? Oh no, I meant in Langley, like Virginia, like where the CIA is located. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the fact that your dad made a CNC. What did he make? Router. Yeah. That, he's, that, in the, you he's in the process of making a CNC mill right now. That doesn't. You don't make that. You don't make that. I know. You, I don't know. you buy it, that for exorbitant amounts of right? money. Yeah. For like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, you don't. You it, don't make the that. The bad thing is, is I try. Like I, I hang around him, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll pick up on it. Yeah. But no, there's something. Yeah. I don't know. I have a mutated gene or something. I can't. I can't figure <laughs> out. Like, if he wants to do something, he'll do it. it doesn't matter if it's electrical, woodworking, metal. Yeah. computers like he just oh okay he'll go look up and he'll come back the next day this is what i'm gonna do and so him him and i balance each other out really good because he's like way up here thinking and i'm way down here and usually the solution is in the middle so yeah it's usually yeah. you know kind of have to go around for 15 or 20 minutes arguing about it and then you know we'll figure out we're talking about the same thing and then we'll agree on something but that's good yeah. i'm simple he's yeah. complicated it's a good that is a good combo though to have to have both yeah. together i mean i yeah, i, I say this quote dynamic. yeah i say this quote all the time it's one of my favorites but uh ken blanchard said that none of us is as smart as all of us you know like somewhere in the middle between your thought and my thought whether it's creative or deeply intellectual somewhere in that confluence that's where like the sweet spot lies mm -hmm. you know like for sure so um well before we before we let you go man um a couple a couple more questions if you're okay with that um i'll allow it <laughs> All right, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, the first one is where where are you trying to go with stinky pants? Where do you where do you see this in the future? Well, uh, like I said, I I would like to do it full time. Uh, you know, I talk to my kids all the time about like following their dreams, and and I feel like it's time for me. I'm getting to that point where I need to to do that myself and just you know throw throw caution to the wind and do it. And mm -hmm. so I would like to take it full time. Uh, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm in conversation with Bass Pro right now. And so hopefully uh, I'm in, I'm going to be oh, in there that's awesome. uh, in the, in the immediate future. And, wow. you know, I think, I think, I, you know, like right now I'm, I have like most of my business is in Texas uh, because, you know, that's where I'm at and, and, you know, things like that. But I've been I've been getting outside of it, but it's all been organic. Like I don't pay to advertise or things like yeah, that. So awesome. I, I think I would like to get stinky outside of Texas more because I think there are are parts of it that you could use freshwater, you know, up in Minnesota and Iowa, mm -hmm. you know, all those different places, you know, not always just not just waiting, but you know, people people if you go to like any Walmart in the in the US, they're gonna have that little you know, chintzy $3 stringer, little rope stringer with the little itty bitty spike on there. So mm -hmm. I, I think yeah. the, the, the stringers could sell anywhere. Same thing like those, those wave kits. If you're, you know, want to be mobile and walk around, you don't have a yeah. boat, 
those yeah. types of things. So I would just like to to get further outside of of uh, Texas more, get in more tackle shops, things like that. Maybe do do some shows if I could not teach and I could travel and you know kind of spread the spread the word of Stinky Pants. You know the teachings of Stinky. Yeah. The stinky gospel. So, what do you, what do you need to get there? I mean, is is it like a deal like Bass Pro, like a, like a big box store? What do you need to get to where you're trying to go? Uh, I mean, probably just the balls to, to do it. Uh, yeah, you know, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'm ever, you know, because teachers make such a great uh, income. That's yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah. I don't think I don't think I'm ever going to get like my business is never going to get to that level while I'm doing it. And so I just have to have the faith that if I do quit the teaching, that I can get the the business up to that level. So, you know, like it, it's hard because, you know, like we're comfortable right now. And I, I, I hate to take something away from Wyatt and say, hey, you know, you can't do, you know, the things you're doing now. We're eating peanut butter sandwiches, you know, for another month because I didn't sell anything type of, you know, I'm, I'm afraid I'm afraid of that. I think if I was. If it was just me, I would be a little bit more sure. Try it, but at the same time, like I know my family's going to support me, and I know I know deep down I can do it. I'm not gonna, you know, worst comes worst case scenario, I could always go back to teaching. But uh, I think I just need to, you know, let her rip and just throw in the towel from teaching and uh, yeah. try it. I mean, your students will be sad, but I, I encourage you to go for it. Yeah, I mean, really, right. truly, you have a family that will back you up and you just need to say or stop managing the outcome. Like, well, if I don't do this, then this could happen. I mean, it's good to have some sort of like reality, awareness, awareness yeah. but yeah. like, but. don't let that hold you back because yeah. you're already doing great things. So, yeah. yeah. And think about think about the last time you, you took a risk, maybe not the immediate last time but yeah. you moved from iowa to texas that yeah. worked out pretty well that's a that's a pretty huge leap of faith yeah man. we're not yeah. trying to preach at you i'm just thinking like yeah. to me it seems like you're kicking butt and taking names on on the stinky pants thing so i do, do get it. why it's scary like we had a guy on a couple of weeks ago uh jason named trey harpel yeah uh, i heard a, it Okay. Yeah. So he's a lure cleaner, uh, or r- real cleaner, custom lure painter, whatever. Like he, he had a job at Apple, like a super consistent yeah. job at which by the way, um, I really like Apple's model of stuff. Kind of, it reminds me honestly a little bit of your model of things of like not necessarily inventing the wheel per se, but just taking the wheel and making it rounder or you know like just making it better like taking stuff that's there and making a better version of it like apple's never invented anything they didn't invent the phone they didn't invent the tablet they didn't invent the computer they didn't invent the watch they just take stuff and make it really good expensive expensive. basically what i'm telling you jason just double the price on everything you sell and then you don't have to sell as much but yeah um, but no man i think you could totally do it i think you could totally do it you could kill it he said we're not trying to appreciate that yeah. yeah. Well, my, my son, I got, I got to wait at least two years though. Cause my son's a sophomore, so I can't, I can't bring him to school with me and then leave school. So I, or I, I drop him off. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to, we're going to have to graduate together. So Aww. that's, that's really dope. That was, that was yeah, like the cutest thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't think anybody's seen this yet, but this is, um, like I said, we, we, we spoke with Jason for a while about being on our show, trying to, you know, just line up stuff and dates and times and whatever. And he's like, well, I want to send you guys some stuff. And we were like, no, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, no, no. I want to see it. Cause you know, he knows it's different than what we're used to. And so we got this in the mail and I, I think Nate got one too, but 
Yeah, I did. And it's it's so it's, rad. It has our logo yeah. on it. It's How so dope. cool. It came out so clean. I love yeah, it. So- yeah, so well, we thank started, you for that. We started doing, uh, you're welcome. Uh, it did come out great. Uh, yeah, so we started doing like some custom, some custom work to try to, you know, drum up some different types of business. So sure, you know, I just figure like companies or tournaments, things like that, where you know you're going to go and pay to put your logo on a golf ball or you know a t-shirt or something like that. You know, you you got a different route you could go. You know, you could get stringers, keychains, boga floats, whatever, and get yeah. your logo put on there. So yeah, we started doing that. Yeah, it's it's awesome, it. and 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 it's exactly kind of like what I was saying earlier with like you know if you ever look to like expand into the bass market, like every tournament angler is doing all they can to promote their brand and to mm-hmm. put you know their their logo or even their a company personal. that they're working with yeah. exactly their personal logo or yeah. even a company that they're you know highly affiliated with put their logo on these floats and they're you know they're. You know, yeah, catching fish all day long on camera, culling fish, and you know, putting these floats on them. I think I think that could be an awesome opportunity for you. I, really I think big. that'd be, yeah, I, I really like it a lot. Yeah, I think I think you got a good idea there, Nate. I, if you got some ideas and drawings and stuff, if you could. Just... <laughs> I mean, honestly, if what it's worth, as <clears throat> as Nate was saying, it, can you show? Me, can you find that littler one again? This? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this one. Yeah, like the, the rad thing is here is if you had it just on like a straight string. So like like on my boat when I flip open the live well, um, our boat. I'm sorry. 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 Uh, you flip open the live well and there's like a little a 3D printed piece of plastic that has little clips on or little holes on it to clip the cull tags to. You could have that, but just like a slot with these like hanging in there. You know, so like yes. this is like the stopper on top, and then just clip those on. That would be, and they just look cooler. Yeah, they're they're better made than the stuff that I bought. You know, but yeah, I think that'd be a a super good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get on it. There yeah. you go. I mean, yes, Texas, uh, <laughs> as you may or may not know, has some decent bass fishing in it. So a little, yeah. there's a few tournaments that go on every year down around. There's that a area. few lakes that have yeah. <laughs> a few big fish. But uh, yeah. uh, Jason, how can people uh, how can people find you on social? We already said your website a couple times, but please feel free to say it again. Uh, the year turbs, whatever else. How, how can people get linked up with what you got going? Uh, it's it's stinky pants fishing all day. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Twitter, YouTube, going for it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there's just so much, man. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I run, I run the business by myself, and like I see why there's someone that they, you know, that they pay to do social media. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, like and like dealing with trying to get with Bass Pro. Like, I'm ready to pass this stuff off to like you know HR, but you know. I'm HR. So you're HR. Yeah. You just slide <laughs> over to the next desk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't get any smarter is the problem when I do that. So, yeah, dude, I remember when I first started hearing of social media, like, like nomenclature, like, Oh, my job, I'm a social media manager. I'm like, get the, cr- that's not a job, dude. That's a job nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the constant yeah. never endingness, figuring out different algorithms, finding times where like the engagement's higher with certain groups on specific whatevers. And then hashtags are a thing. Hashtags aren't a thing. And now Instagram is all based on reels and reels are filmed vertically. And I mean, it's a constantly shifting. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple platform deal and, and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, had a girl, I had a girl hit me up and asked, you know, she wanted to 
be the social whatever media person for my company you know she had no idea who that my company is a one-man show but uh so i, I was like oh great you know because i hate doing social media so i'm like <laughs> what's that gonna run me and that i think i forget what it was like you know it was basically the same as what i'm getting paid right now as a teacher who's been teaching for 24 years i was like the hell <laughs> Yeah, yep. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe another time. I'll, I'll keep fumbling through it myself. But yeah. you know, there, there, you know, there's. I, I don't, I don't get enough into it to know all the, you know, algorithms and all that crap. But mm-hmm. you know, I know, I know there's things to it, and it can help. But it's, it's a nightmare. It yeah. is. Well, it's, it's a crazy thing because it's, uh, it's, it's a huge free marketing platform essentially for businesses. But, like, but now, what is your time worth? That's exactly it. But now everybody <laughs> knows that, you know, if, if you jumped off on Instagram 15 years ago, you could quite literally quite easily build your entire business on it. Yeah. Um, but now because of the 12 million companies trying to do it the same way. And it's almost, I mean, honestly, on some level, it's almost, it's sort of like podcasts. Like everybody has a podcast. So now it's a little harder to stand out and whatever, but yeah. um, you know, it's still a cool thing that you can utilize if you do it right. So yeah. Um, yeah. anything else you want to throw in, man, before we, uh, before we let you go to bed and you're asleep within the next 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Uh, we cut, we covered a lot of stuff. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Shout we are. I, I think, I think some of my students will watch us. So I'm just going to give them the shout out. Love you. Love you guys. Keeping it real. Oh, shout okay. out to the That's students, awesome. dude. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Can, which one's the cheer? I don't know. Dang nope. it. Nope. Shout out to there the students. Is. Mr. Paul's students. <laughs> um, thanks for watching this. Oh. We appreciate you. And honestly, man, I, I really hope your students actually recognize what a cool teacher they have. A guy who actually cares about what he's doing, a thoughtful fella. I'm sure he's a favorite teacher. Doing something a little less typical. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. We, yeah, I get, I get along well with the students and that's why I, I keep doing it. Cause you know, and the, I, I'm going to have to prolong this. Can I, can I have another 30 seconds? Is that okay? You can have oh, another 30 may. minutes if you want. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so like, what I I think 20 I'm on my 24th year or something like that but you know like having a son and then just getting older and stuff like you go through a progression of you know where you where you started and where you're getting to now and Mm -hmm. and the biggest thing that I that I've noticed from my teaching or what's changed in my years of teaching is is that I love my students and that's made all the difference in the world because when you're genuine with that, I mean, kids can see through BS and, no doubt. Yeah. and you know, when, when, you, when they know you care about them and they care about you and, you know, you get invested and it, it's a way better deal. So it and makes spend so cool. much time together. Yeah, we do. I mean, and so that was the, the hard part. So when I had to give up coaching and I, I quit coaching, not cause I didn't want to, but I just, I was running out of time. So between teaching, coaching and doing the business, I didn't have enough. And so, I really thought I was going to miss that relationship you get from coaching. But luckily, when I moved to that uh, construction careers, I still get those bonds because I have those kids for three years. And so, you know, I get to really see them grow and, you know, build great relationships. And so I, I kind of feel like I'm a construction coach in a way, you know, type of Hmm. type of Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll let you, we'll let you rip there, but, um, um, Nate, Lola, you got anything else you want to, you want to throw at Mr. Stinky Pants? Mm -mm. This was so good. Yeah. This was amazing. I learned a lot. I learned a lot, dude. I'm sorry that we probably asked a lot of questions that were really stupid because of of our lack of saltwater knowledge. No, there are no stupid questions. Uh, 
That was a good I mean, teacher. It's, it's, you know, like <laughs> salt, salt water is a, it's especially for, I, I think I hear a lot of people compare redfish and bass fishing, the same kind of like techniques. Sure. But uh, I think, you know, the difference is, like I said, you can see them up close and that's, that's also part of the fun. You know, I, I was going to ask you guys though, like what, what visual things, I mean, I bass fished, but like not where enough where like if I'm out on a lake and I'm looking around, like, do you guys see stuff on like, Hey, th- there's probably fish over there or is all like you're going oh, yeah. to sonars and stuff like that. So like, what do you see like on top of the water or, or, or things like that? That's going to say, Hey, there's fish there. Nate, you want to jump? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, typically you could kind of look at like contours of the land, the way it lays as it reaches the water. Um, a lot of times that can give you an idea of maybe how it transitions down into the water. Uh, a lot of stuff with like aerial birds in the area, you know, if there's bait in the area, there's going to be birds in the area feeding on that bait. Um, if there's bait, there's fish, you know? So, uh, you know, a lot of guys say follow the birds and I I imagine you see a ton of that stuff down around the Gulf area. So, um, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff would kind of translate up here, you know, as well. So, yeah. So some of the things though, that, that I see different, I guess, than like we see the birds, but like you may actually see, like I said, you'll see the, the tails when they're up shallow, you'll see the wakes, yeah. you'll mm-hmm. hear it, you'll hear the blowups. Uh, the trout will like when they're feeding, they'll regurgitate. So you'll get an oil slick. They call it like a trout slick. So you'll see, oh, you'll weird. see stuff like that. Oh, so that's cool. uh, like, you know, like you're always looking and so it's fun. So you're, you're not bored. You're always kind of just trying to observe, trying to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, you see, you know, bait flickering and stuff like that. So there's, there's a lot yeah. of things you're looking for. And, you know, salt, saltwater fishing is, like I said, there's just so many different fish you may stumble on. You don't know what you're going to catch. And it may be a little dink or it may be, you know, a bull red or something that just, yeah. you know, spools you. So you, you just never know. There's there's so many cool things. Like and then we even talked about there's lots of other types of fish like a Jack Cravel. That thing, like most people say after they catch one of those, they don't ever want to catch one again because they just wear you out. It's like a 45 yeah. minute fight. But. Oh yeah, it, it's a cool, it's a cool thing, you know, like come down and, uh, and try it out, you know, book a guide or something, go out and see what it's all about. It's, it's fun. And that and it's fun to do different types of fish. I think that's also right. one of the things I like doing and learning from, uh, from my business. Like I'll go and I look at like how, how do the fly fishermen, cause they're waiting, you know, like mm-hmm. how do they sure. set their stuff up? Like, is there something that I could introduce down in the, in the salt like that or, you know, I, I like smart. I like to look at all the different types of stuff. I, mean, I just love fishing, so I think it's always cool to see how how things are done different ways. You know, and sometimes it's for the same purpose, but they're just different ways of doing it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. So two things: one, one thing that I like to do when I'm when I'm bass fishing, especially uh, kind of midish summer when the water's getting warmer, but it's not like super hot yet. Uh, one, like Nate said, um, looking for birds is a good one. But also, I use my ears a lot. So like when you get by like lily pads and top thick, like we call it the cheese, like that that thick scuzz. Yeah, you listen for that. Like, and a lot of times that'll be little bluegills trying to find more aerated. Uh, water they come up to the top to get you know more oxygen um they pop around and a lot of times just like you said the smaller fish bring the bigger fish we don't have the sharks patrolling but those bass will come in after those little bluegills and whatever but um let me ask you something kind of kind of on a side note jason if you're cool with it um what what advice would you give because one thing i really do like um about the the era we live in right now 2024 um is with social media i think it helps with youtube and 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 
just the internet in general, I feel like there's a lot more people who are willing to risk it for the biscuit, people who are, are willing to be a little bit more entrepreneurial. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who, who's thinking about starting their own company? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is it's hard work. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you can attest to it with the, the podcast is, is as you start to do it and it gets bigger, you know, and then not, so you get like a hat and a T-shirt, you know, you know, and you get a little merch and you get some followings and stuff. And people people see that and they think, oh, that's cool. You know, I want that. Yeah. And, and, and so that's the that's they're seeing usually not the first year or whatever they're they're seeing the blood and sweat and tears, but they don't see it. And so I think a lot of times people don't realize all the hard work and the sacrifice that you have to put in order to do that. So I see so many businesses pop up and then they go away. And I mm-hmm. think that's probably it's, you know, it's cool to get out there and, Hey, make a decal, make a t-shirt, get your name sure. on there. But when it turns into, Hey, I'm working on a weekend or I got to do something before work or after work and stuff. Yeah. And they start to, when it starts to turn into that grind and it's not sexy anymore, you got to be ready for that. And, you know, you, you know, it, it comes down to hard work. I think anything like the people that put in hard work and are willing to do what others won't are successful. And it's no different in, in being an entrepreneur. It's, it's, if you believe in it and you'll chase it, you can be successful. But if you just think it looks cool and, you know, I want, I want to, you know, have a little bit of fame or, you know, my own swag and stuff like that, like you're, you're going to be the one that pops up and, and goes away, you know? So I guess that, that would be my, my, my biggest thing is, is just, if you're ready for the hard work and you're, you're willing to do it, then, uh, you know, chase, chase that dream and, go out there and do it. Cause you know, it can, it can be done. There's so many different ways. You know, like I said, I started with the website and you didn't even have to have anything, you know, it's pretty inexp- inexpensive to start it up. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. 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 Really good advice. Um, I wouldn't normally quote this feller, no diss on him. He's also an Iowa guy. Uh, but Ashton Kutcher of all people, um, <laughs> Every time I say that name, I think of that episode of The Office where Kevin has a wig on. He's like, nope, it's not Ashton Kutcher. It's Kevin <laughs> Malone. Anyway, um, Ashton Kutcher <laughs> once said that your dreams coming true usually just looks like really hard work. And I thought that's such a simple, insightful statement because that's exactly right. People see the, the shine. They don't see all the work it took to get to that to that spot. Yeah. It's like it's like if you're a bodybuilder, yeah. people are like, oh, dude, I want to be ripped like that. Well. What 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 did what did homeboy say, Nate? What did uh what did Ronnie Coleman say? Everybody wanna wanna get big, but don't know wanna lift these heavy weights. That, that's it. You know? <laughs> that's not what he said. He said oh. heavy ass weights. <laughs> these heavy ass weights. Yeah. 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 But it's true. Exactly people right. people, people want to succeed, but they don't want to put in the work behind yeah. closed doors to get there. Like I want to yeah. be a runner, but I don't want to actually run. Yeah. Like I don't want to get sweaty and stuff. You know. Yeah. Or they'll exactly. they'll do it for a week. They think you know they think or it's that. Like, week yeah yeah i I think it just can be misleading looking at it you know they they see where you are and they think oh you know that's easy i could do that but you know most people don't see you know the behind the scene when you're grinding you know like they're going to be listening to this you know whenever they want to because it's a podcast but they don't realize it's you know 10 10 15 p.m my time you know it's like two hours way past my curfew it's so you know (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're we're putting in some some work here you know and so we're hitting yeah. the ot hard that's jason's yeah. sort of surreptitious way of being like oh, stop talking hey, good night. yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I, I wanted i wanted to tell you because i know you're both packer fans so right. uh 
way off topic, but uh, mm-hmm. I got a former I got a former student who plays for the Packers, Ben Sims. Really? Yeah, he's a tight end. He's it's his first year, but uh, yeah, I yeah. think he was he's a walk on, but he's he's made a few catches, and so it's pretty what? awesome. I, I coached I coached him in seventh grade football and basketball. <gasps> What, dude? That's amazing, dude. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out Ben Sims. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Go, Pat, go. Point, point, point. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, that's I'm, amazing. Unfortunately for you guys, I'm a Vikings fan, but uh, that's unfortunate for you, really. How's your, yeah, tro- how's your trophy case looking? Uh like like a lot of uh Kleenex and right. <laughs> <laughs> dude. So you know what's funny though? So like through through this podcast a little bit and then through some of the clips I've seen from that quarterback show on Netflix, dude, Kirk Cousins has to be one of like the most likable dudes to yeah. me. Like yeah, he's sure. he's just such an yeah. authentic dork who doesn't care. Um, I saw a clip who showed me this the other day uh, at training in Madison. Somebody showed me a clip. Apparently, I didn't know this was a thing where like his wife picks out all his clothes like for like press conferences and stuff. Um, and apparently he wore a shirt or something like just like a super simple, like, and I'm, I'm finding it funny that this is such a topic because half these dudes show up to press conferences, just looking like a crazy mess. Um, and he shows up in like a really kind of dorky, like button up plaid shirt and all that. Apparently it like blew up online and people are like, why is Kirk Cousins showing up sponsored by Kohl's in 1990 and like all this crazy (laughs) stuff. And people are like, oh, my dad's closets on TV right now and all this whatever and he thought like he's reading these comments on this clip and he's laughing out loud at the comments making fun of him oh and i'm like how could you not like this dude yeah yeah well and so you see how dorky is and then when you see him with his shirt off and the chains it's yeah like that's what made it that much better to see him in that type of thing yeah we we love kirk duggins yeah that's our favorite for sure oh kirko chains yeah kirko yeah but the funny thing is too is like he's being a dork in that too but he's actually kind of cut up like he's actually (laughs) yeah the dude's in shape, but all right, let's end on the, let's end on the topic of Kurt cousins with no shirt on. All right. Yeah. So Jason, we appreciate <laughs> you so much, man. Yeah. yeah that's just perfect. So um, anybody out there who's listening to this, please hit our man up. Uh, Stinkypantsfishing.com. Uh, even if you're uh, primarily a bass fisherman, there's a lot of stuff there, a lot of creative stuff that what you're seeing in the fishing world right now, especially in bass fishing, people like uh, Ben Milliken and other really big names are using things from different parts of fishing be that crappie or walleye or whatever to push themselves this could be a thing too um a fellow who's doing some pretty specific stuff that absolutely could play in the bass world so jason we appreciate you we wish you nothing but the best of luck um you can hang up and and, and we're we're a big fan so thank you thanks all right so man much. thanks guys absolutely all right, man. Hey, we'll see you later it. thank you take it easy dude what a cool cat dude. that was so fun yeah, yeah that was crazy. that was, that was awesome. the, the epitome right like this Oh, I'm stretching because he's right. It's like way too late know, for I'm a 42 so year old man like myself. But um, <laughs> that that dude is the epitome of the vibe of like, oh, give me like two more minutes, and then like SpongeBob, like 30 minutes yeah. later, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it's like, yeah. oh, this other thing. Like we could talk about Kirk Duggins. Yeah, I love uh, it. We could, what he's just a, he's just an authentic fella, and, uh, and now he's our friend. Now he's our buddy for sure, dude. That's that's absolutely the dude. If he stopped by the house tomorrow, there would be nothing awkward about it. No. It wouldn't be like, uh, it'd just be super friend status, like automatically. Yep. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think, Nate? Super super cool vibe. I, I, I honestly, I loved it. Like, uh, like I said, super awesome dude, uh, with a real unique, uh, product line Mm -hmm. that, uh, I think it 
I think it really has the opportunity to kind of expand like he's, you know, kind of has that vision to, to like, you know, get it not just the saltwater game, but kind of expand outside of that. Like me growing up as a, as a kid, like pond hopping and riding my bikes to these different creeks, like how mm-hmm. great would it have been to have That's that wade, to have that wade kit, you know, oh back then where you have a box Incredible. with, yeah, with a strap that you can throw on and ride your bike and you've got yeah. pliers or whatever you need in it. Like that, like that would have been absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, yeah Dom, exactly. Dom's like, going to be stoked about. So this, this is a Even, like, like a kind of like a I don't know if it's a Flambeau brand or whatever, but it's one of those waterproof boxes, and yeah. then it has a riveted waterproof little um, chain attachments on the back, and then you have this made in-house um, uh, strap that will go on it, and then on the strap there's little attachments you can hang off your like in this case you could hang off like a trout net um you could do your pliers there on the little velcro thing i mean this is just a very specific thought through deal this guy is doing but completely like you said yeah so translatable to pond fishing to creek fishing when i was a kid me and my buddy noel starrett shout out noel starrett um we would Shut fish up. in little creeks and we, I, I remember the day that the light bulb went off nate where we realized if we walk upstream we can see where we're fishing because you know if you walk downstream all the soot and the sand and whatever goes right down with you and right. you're going to see and you can't yeah. see because where you just walked you're blowing it right in it when we started walking yeah. upstream it was like oh my gosh we're the smartest dudes in the world <laughs> you're so cute, um <laughs> absolute game changer you game a changer man <laughs> Boy, that dude and Patrick Mahomes are fighting it out for most annoying people to me. Oh um, but look at this thing. Look at how cool this setup is. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to put you full maybe, screen, Lola. Maybe I'll just wear it as a purse. How do we do this? There you go. Huh? There it is. But look at it. So then, then it's got these little like straps and stuff uh, on the strap, like little clips where you can put your other things. This is for like your pliers, the little Velcro thing. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just a really <laughs> cool. Sorry. It's just a really cool, smart, yeah, thought-out deal. And out. tell me, tell me this isn't, like, the dopest coal bubble you've ever seen. A, exactly. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, if, if he was, you know, able to, you know, design those and put, you know, would customize you put numbers logos on, on it, it. Or what would it be? Yeah, you could put yeah. logos. You could put you one, could, two, three, four, five, put, six. And different whatever. colors. You could put, yeah. like, a different oh, yeah, different color inside in the pants or different colors of bulbs. Yep. Oh, or, you know, all, oh, that's you know, good. Yeah, there, yeah the there's so much ex- right in the pants. Yeah, if you put like pants. a two, three, four, five right in the pants, like right yeah, in the pants. That's, yeah, that's so that's so awesome. Uh, such yeah. such a dope product that again, I think it's very translatable to kind of what we what we do and what we're more familiar so, with. But but so awesome. Um, and then, like he said, with the uh, with the like fly fishing, like if you took that box and yeah. added like a foam insert inside of it, where you could just you know, put your yeah. flies right in it, yeah. like. You can hang exactly. your fly fishing net on the strap and yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's yes. so much here that could yeah. be used in so many other. So many other. And then he drifts off to grab something from the goodie <laughs> box. Oh, he's showing off some stickers. Just hold on ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the dude has some dope stickers. So he yes. has one that literally just says stank on it. <laughs> like that's yeah. dope. And a couple and a couple rad colors. <laughs> That's just rad. Yeah. Uh, stinky pants. That one. There's one with the uh, the little. He has a fly logo 
which to Vinny, me yes. feels, Vinny likes that one. It says stank I, nasty on it, but it feels sort of like uh what they call it, a rat fink. Isn't that what they call that? Yeah, like that hot yeah. rod style. Yeah, I was gonna bring up that stank nasty logo. I really like that. Yeah. I think that's yeah, super Vinny funny. loved that one. He's yeah. like, I'm putting that yeah. in my and water then just bottle. Just a classic, which I thought was really funny. He said that one I kind of churched up. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. Churched it up to put the Texas logo in it. But yeah, just an authentic dude cool products, smart stuff that I really think there's some, like you said, Nate, there's some markets that he's not tapping yet. Sorry, there was a mosquito on your finger. Like an mosquito actual mosquito in February, February in northern Wisconsin. <laughs> Where? What's happening? Global warming. Oh. Inconvenient truth. Okay. Al Gore invented the internet. Oh, wow. Um, so... <laughs> Before we before we let it rip in in the next one, um, before we uh, cut this one off, um, let's talk about sponsors for two seconds. Yeah. One of my I want to get specific. One of my favorite um, lures. It's not really a lure. It's a it's a it's a tube thing. Uh, but one of my favorite parts, I guess, is the word I'm looking for that uh, Giltech makes. Giltech is one of our sponsors, along with Hook and Arrow Supply, which you can only get at Hook and Arrow Supply Co. Hook and Arrow Supply Co. Co. dot com um, is the tube jig that they make. So they make a tube jig that is just. If you've ever thrown a tube on a tube jig, it's basically the predecessor to hover strolling. Has nobody else ever thought about this? What does that mean? That's yeah. That's that's pretty accurate Sorry. for sure. Is it not the same effing thing yeah. from like forty five? It's it's like with Berkeley coming out with this whole like the credge. Oh, you mean the Jackal Riser that's been around yeah. for 15 oh, years? Oh, I know what you're saying now. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> or even, and really, like, if if, if people want to talk the talk, I wish Ken Duke was on right now because he knows everything about... Um, everything. About, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you haven't checked out Ken Duke's new thing, Bass After Dark, it is hilarious. Like, it's yeah, really it's good. Awesome. It's well-produced. Yeah. And he's he is so articulate. And the first little bit of every episode is him in a tuxedo sitting in a library. I think it's his house, but it looks like a library with like a glass of like scotch or something. And it's like a monologue that he's clearly actually written out. It's not just from the cuff. And it is so freaking funny. Um, He could back me up on this. But before even the Jackal Riser, which was way before the Berkeley Credge, um, which Berkeley, you're a giant company. You got to get some people in there who come up with some original stuff. Um, like power bait is some of the dopest stuff ever. The first yeah. time I ever used Berkeley power bait, I was blown away. You know, um, back when I was younger, Berkeley had this really dope crankbait series. They had lipless and regular crankbaits that had an interchangeable tail that was Berkeley power bait that you could slide off. And then like when that scent wore out, you could put a new one in. So they clearly have had some really unique, cool ideas whatever. And I'm not hating on the credge. I don't know anything about it. I'm all for um, different baits being different where I get frustrated is like, um, like when Chris Zaldane came out with the the Bass Mafia swim bait. I'm all for that. I'm not anti that at all. What I was frustrated by was when he said like completely from scratch, totally unique. And I'm like, but it's not exactly really right. Like it's, it's very similar. I'm not saying it's exactly the same. I don't think it is, but it's very similar to the, the mag draft freestyle. You know, and that's fine, but don't just say that it's completely started from, you know what I'm saying? That's where I get frustrated. So, like, but before the Jackal Riser was the Lucky Craft Wander, um, and the Wander was a jerk bait that didn't have a lip at all, um, but it was a slow sinker. So when you popped it, it automatically came up instead of down, you know, which is the whole thing the Credge and the Jackal Riser does, which I've, I've had 
two or three jackal risers, all of which um, were bit off by Pike. Yeah, that's a that's a sad day indeed. But anyway, um, what are we talking about? We're talking about our sponsors. Oh, we're talking about um, um, we're talking about uh, the tube. Good uh, lord, a a, a tube jig (laughs) is like the first hover stroll. Because hover strolling is this idea of like presenting a lure in a way where it's weighted so it stays like, you know, your, your line ties like this. And it stays yeah. kind of horizontal. Um, that's what tube jigs have done since like the dawn of man. Um, but the Giltech one, it is weighted. It back. It's, it's weighted <laughs> so specifically. Uh, just the layout of it is absolute perfection. It's perfection. And that's saying a lot because like tube jigs need to, to, to kind of flying lure like kind of out in front of you and the 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 giltech ones are perfect uh nate what's one of your favorite products let's say from grizzly or kenai uh i think one of the coolest ones is probably going to be their uh their new line of water bottles coming out from grizzly uh they are they are super dope uh a bunch of different sizes a real unique to them, I guess, uh, kind of lid style to where you can, you know, open it real quick, you know, get your drink, close it up. Um, and then, like I said, a bunch of different sizes, I think like from, from 20 ounce all the way up to like 128 ounce or something like that. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so tons of different sizes, different colors. Um, uh, it's supposed to be like an all unique, uh, like texture to where it's like, mm. you know, it's a hard bottle, but it's kind of like soft grippy, Okay. Um, you know, so it's not going to slip like out of my your hands. Yes, yes, yes. Hard, said... but also soft. <laughs> Never mind. Not my ASS. Yeah. Is that what you thought I said? <laughs> yes. No, abs, abs, abdominals. Like they're hard, but they got a little grip to them. Right. They're yeah. Soft. For sure. But uh, but yeah, that you know, I uh, I have the like you know right now I've got the Grizzly Grip thirty two ounce kind of canister deal with the yeah, little screw awesome. off lid. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I drink out of it literally every single day. <laughs> uh, Do you drink more I, water because of it? Uh probably. Yeah. Probably pro- yeah, probably pretty close. <laughs> but the the thing is is like it's thirty two ounces. I'll fill it up at work before I leave leave work. I'll come home, you know, fill it up. So I'll fill it up before I leave work. Uh it's thirty two ounces. So you know before the night's out I have it gone. So getting having the opportunity to get something larger like one of these 64 ounce or even 128 ounce uh Hmm. jug where i can bring home some culligan water for the low you know what i mean Uh, (laughs) it's a a win yeah Yeah. exactly it's a win-win yeah that's smart is is that out yet or what or it's coming out yeah no yeah they they just released them they're they're out now this is not a sales pitch i literally didn't know i'm not doing so tell us more nate no no it's legit like a product i saw them release and i'm like I got to have one of those and I'll probably be placing an order tonight or tomorrow uh, to get one because they are super dope looking. So and they're made in Iowa by hardworking Americans who don't cut corners or pay cheaper, whatever. Yes. Yes. Quality product from quality quality people. Oh, Mm -hmm. well done. Lola, give us one of your favorite things. Well, we were just talking about the beach and I was just in Florida and I love the soft sided cooler. Dude, it's so good. It's the best. I mean, it's it's not just for going to the beach, but that's what I use it for with all of our kids. Like going to the beach, it's easy to carry. It's it just goes over your shoulder and it can put I can put all the snacks in it. It doesn't get like dirty and gross. I mean, you love that, too, right, Nate? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite products as well as my wife's. It's probably her yeah. hands down favorite product uh, because like you said, it's easy to carry. You can put everything yeah. in it. It's got different pockets so you don't have to put like yes. stuff. I you forgot don't about that. Yes. Yeah, stuff you don't want to get wet, but you still want to keep cold, you know, in mm-hmm. different pockets. Like, yeah, yes. it's it's super legit. Yeah, we, oh, we use that thing. We use that thing a lot. So love it. Yeah, ours is used, like very used, used yeah. all over and it still looks awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. it so it's much. It's just smart and versatile. My chapstick in here, my Duke Cannon yeah, chapstick. Yeah, <laughs> lips hurt real bad. <laughs> right? And the colors are dope. And yeah. And I, like I said, I think it's really cool. Um, for us, we are very much in control of um, tackling tacos. So we're not just like going to take sponsorships from anybody. Um, and Grizzly being an American made product made in America by. Americans in Iowa and the Midwest, like that's that's pretty neat. So, is it called the carry all yeah. or is it called? Sausage? I think it's, it says, it says carry all on the side. I think it's the carry all. Yeah, yeah, love yeah, it. It's slick, but um, I think that's it. You guys got anything yeah. else? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, oh, that was an awesome I think episode. I said that was awesome too many times, but yeah, it's awesome, 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 just awesomely awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry, that was bad. That's so annoying. What did we talk about more, that or Patrick Mahomes? You talked about Patrick. You know what the funny thing is too is I don't oh, actually gosh. hate Patrick Mahomes. I really <laughs> don't. He says a bunch yeah. of things that drive me crazy, but like I, you know, he's a human him. and we don't hate him. No, I don't hate him. We don't wish no. him ill will. No. No. Not at all. Why? Because um, because negativity is too easy. Wait a second. You no, mean, really. Like that's that's like <laughs> honestly like no like line. no. I mean I am, but that's like the opposite <laughs> side of it, right? Yes, like, yes. like it's a fine line Perfect. of being silly and like making fun of Patrick Mahomes' face that he makes. You know, in every commercial, like whatever. But like, I actually don't dislike him. I actually don't wish him any ill will. Right. And negativity is is too easy. And most of the time, things that are easy aren't really worth it. They're not as good. They don't they don't yield as good of results. Well, because positivity because is worth the effort. Positivity is worth the effort. It actually is. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you guys so much. That's Appreciate it. you. Bye. Peace. Peace. Bye bye.